Welcome to The Wheel Reads, a Wheel of Time podcast. Your hosts are Alan, Chris, and Ian. This podcast is safe for first-time readers with no spoilers. This week, we'll be covering chapters 32, 33, and 34 of The Fires of Heaven, A Short Spear, A Question of Crimson, and A Silver Arrow. Enjoy! Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to season five, episode 15. Um, 109. 109 episodes. It just keeps on it keeps on ticking up. What, what are we like, doing? What are we doing here? I don't, I don't even know what we're doing. What year is it? Uh, how encouraging to hear, yeah. I don't even know what day it is. Uh, I have a newborn. <laughs> I, I'm running 100% on whiskey and coffee at this point. Um, in that order. Understandable. Understand. Understandable. So, yeah. Um, as far as I know, we don't have any new patrons. I have not checked today. So, if anybody well, you know what that, happened last time you did that? Literally, the last time I was on, that happened. Yeah, I know. Um, so, I, if, if anybody <laughs> else uh, has joined today, um, I will shout you out next episode. And I apologize in advance. So, um, <laughs> so if I find out about it before it's done, I'll shout you out first. Maybe Boom. no, maybe no patrons. <laughs> all right, but we do have Dave, our patron, on. Um, David, Dave, now. Okay, all right, yeah. David, Dave, David. Yeah, we'll call you Dave. Dave, I, I put my first and last name there for a reason. So, no, I don't care. It's not okay. <laughs> Next time we'll shorten it to like D Stack or something like that. He's gotten no. too Present comfortable with us. He's DR. joking right off the bat, guys. Yeah. He's, he's, <laughs> God, yeah, 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 yeah. My bad. We we enjoy it thoroughly. And as always, a shout out to our other Bella Tier uh, Remy because uh, you guys rock. Not alone anymore. Yep. Yep. So yeah. So um, thank you for coming back on, David. Um, we're glad to have you um and oh, yeah. it should be a fun episode so Ooh, special delivery yeah so chris, as for chris just got food delivered we need to pause mm, and recognize like two of them yeah, hand delivered mm. that is love that chris is what love. is that love. What, yeah. what, what are you eating chris i'm eating breakfast for dinner Ooh. i was gonna say they look like scrambled eggs yeah oh yes yeah <laughs> nice. i'm making a burrito that's fantastic nice yep. nice so uh giveaways um I'm sure by the time this comes out, there'll be giveaways going on. So go check the social medias. Uh, I'm really like now I have one in the bag. So when I record this is two weeks later by the time it comes out. So yeah, um, there's gonna be giveaways. Go check social medias. <laughs> <laughs> it used to be like last minute. I'm recording, like trying to put an episode out really fast. Cause we're he's so proud like, to be able to say he's got one in the bag. I am so proud. <laughs> well, I'm so relieved that like, I'm Anytime not like get to say the that, stress yeah. level. Like is not nearly as high because like when you guys like, cancel last minute on me or like have to change the night and like i have limited time especially now to to do editing and some of that i'm like super stressing now i'm like ah, okay yeah <laughs> well, we need to find a week where we can get one more in the bag then we'll really be fancy. oh yeah 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 then people will listen to us live and like is this episode ever coming out that's <laughs> 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 okay um as far as another announcements uh we are like almost at two hundred thousand downloads like oh, wow, super close to 200. That's insane. Uh, I think we're at 190 
So oh. and we average around 10,000 a month or so. So a little over 10,000. So we should next month hit 200,000. Maybe in time right, for on, right on that vein, wow. actually today, guys, I just happened to be looking up because I was trying to talk up my appearance to my friends, you know, and I found, I have no idea how like reliable this is, but I found something called listen notes. And according to that, yeah. this podcast is in the top two and a half percent what? downloaded podcast in the world. Wow. What? Across That's subjects. Crazy. <laughs> Yes, that's that is absolutely that crazy. is actually true. We are yeah. one of the most downloaded podcasts in the world. Wow, <laughs> that's the kind of information you need to be sharing here. Yeah, what do we do mean? I don't even. I don't. Know I don't do know. Yeah. <laughs> Why is everyone listening to us? I don't know. Okay, but thank you. Thank Alan's you. so humble. He will never announce that. Ian is like blown away. He had no clue. <laughs> <laughs> Alan has some idea of the work he puts into this. Chris and I, like we talked before, we just show up. So like yeah. it, it just blows my mind. It's all magic yeah. to you, yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, fun times. Yeah, so congratulations on that. I found that out today. That was fun. Yeah, it's actually, I, I had seen that, but I, I, I didn't announce it because just, just so <laughs> humble. Yeah. He jotted uh, it down in the spreadsheet somewhere. You know He's trying to get top one percent. <laughs> no, no, no. This is this this is big brain place. This is forty chess. He waits for someone who want, likes his podcast so much to become a patron come on the show, look it up, do the work for him, and then announce it so it's coming from a reliable sort. I'm on. This is big brain play. I get it. Eight moves ahead. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 90 chess, dang. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so that's exciting. Um, So that's that's all I've got for announcements now that we've already derailed this podcast. So personal life. Um, Yeah, personal life. Um, I got nothing, really. I got a kid. Um, you got three of them. Um, so his luster after the second one, I get it. Yeah, it's um, no, I tr- oh, yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's a lot. So that's pretty much my entire life at this point. Is is that um, getting ready to go to the beach in a few weeks, which should be fun. Um, yeah, just going for the cool. weekend. I think my wife and kids are staying down the entire week. Uh, get back parents- your family going. Well, my parents are going down. It's my parents' beach house. Um, okay, so that okay, so. They're gonna go down and hang out. I think her mom might come too. Um, because I don't think my that's, brothers are that's going. Good. What he's saying is, is he gets weak in the house and stuff almost. Yeah, which is gonna be awesome. Um Very in the lead. Well, and if and, she has uh, two grandmas in the house with her, she's gonna have help as well. So, like that, that's a good opportunity for both y'all to it, it, reset a little bit. And and there's a good chance hey, that Ian that Ian and I are gonna be road tripping down the Jordan Con together. Um, and if that's the case and we're doing that, I've been asking some of my, uh, my mods on discord about like, should we just like listen to music or should I pick an audio book that we should read? And like, they've been kind of giving their two cents on, I, I, I'm not sure exactly what to do on the way down or just sleep on the way down. Cause we're going to probably need it. Cause we're not going to sleep the whole weekend. I don't know. We'll see. Take turns driving, sleeping Ian, you can give your two cents what you want to do. Uh, we'll talk about this more in personal life, but I've got a new whip that i can't say this too loud because my girlfriend might hear me but i just dropped five grand in like audio everything for this vehicle uh and i'm getting like the family member discount because i know the guy that owns the shop or my dad does um so yeah we're we're gonna take that vehicle and we're definitely listening to music we're gonna feel the music in fact if i turn it up to max level we will become the music it's gonna be wonderful She's in like expecting a huge ass what uh proposal ring, you know, with the engagement ring. Did you get a big subwoofer for it? Uh no, only a 10 inch. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, so, so not gonna like play like cotton mouth kings like that. But I'm yeah. I'm powering the oh, rear speakers oh, oh. as well. So along with that 10 inch, it's plenty. <laughs> yeah. Old it's 90s right there going back for you. <laughs> That's yeah. gonna be cotton mouth. 
Joe going through his 10 inch subwoofer. You know, no, 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 not kind of Cottonmouth. Like Cottonmouth Kings. Uh, no, I was making like that. a play on that. Like instead oh, yeah, of the, yeah. the, the legit, you have this. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. They can't all be winners. Yeah, I, I'm doing the stereotypical. I just came back from deployment and I just spent I just about to say five that, grand yeah. on a car. <laughs> <laughs> well, on upgrades to the car. That's, yeah, yeah, that's better. I that's what we do. You know what? YOLO. It's mm-hmm. true. YOLO. That yeah. is true. That is a fact. Cool. So, Chris, what's going on with you? Um, I, T minus one week till I start the, or till I'm done with the current job. Nice. And a week and a half till I start the the next over at UNCC. I got the official letter today, so I'm ready to go. I, as a matter of fact, I've ticked enough people off in administration now where they have shut down my access to the internet on my laptop, and they cut off my card so i can't get in the building without like buzzing i'm still employed but like i I got this nasty gram on uh friday just like you know you're not giving us a month so you're not gonna be in good standings i got that at three o'clock so then i fire back with well if you're telling me i'm not gonna be good standings anyway then what's my incentive to come back here for the next two and a half weeks to help you people out yeah. Because that's literally the only reason why I'm staying. Like, I know when the pay period ends, and I only need three days in the next week, and I get a full paycheck. Ooh. So, what's my incentive? Why am I coming back? Because they were like, well, you know, you need to give us a full month. Like, you need to remain in good standing. So, you need to give us a full month. I'm like, that would be the case if I didn't already have a job lined up. And if I ever intended on coming back to you, that's not to say I won't. But, you know, if I do burn a bridge, there will be many others to cross. I pulled a boss move on my bosses on human resource, oh, yeah. three people in upper level management. And then, you know, I got a response back. Like, we just need to get clarity on your answer. Are you going to change your notice to give us the time we want? And I'm like, no, and you'll <laughs> no. Be lucky. I was going to give them extra days. I literally had told my supervisor, like I have a few extra days to give me, you know, to give me, a chance to relax before I have to go into a new job, but I'll help you out. I'll give you those days. Sure mm-hmm. as hell. When I got the email, I was like, fuck that shit. Like I'm not giving you any of that time. Like <laughs> y'all go suck a donkey. They, they, like, I'm just surprised they, they let you work. Like in my industry, like you quit, like you have your two weeks, they, they get you out of there as fast as possible. Do you know how desperate they are? Oh, yeah, yeah, I was about to say, yeah, you've been hearing good point. Talk it's, about it's, job. it's teachers. Yeah, good point. Yeah. Like yeah. there, and then my next door neighbor, the very next day decided he was putting in his two weeks. And then we've had like three teachers just be out. Man, it's liberating <laughs> I, when you know that they need you more than you need them. Oh, yeah. I, oh, yeah. Um, I, definitely. I, I called my boss one time to quit. This is from my previous job to get my two weeks. And I called him. I was like, yeah, so I'm going to give my two weeks. Just okay, okay. Let me pause real fast. Is the person in the office next to you there right now? Or are they on an appointment? I was like, no, they're there. Okay. I need you to do me a favor. I was like, uh, okay, close your computer down. Just go, go put that on their desk and, and go ahead and leave. <laughs> like, yes. I was like, wow. Oh, yep. <laughs> it's like that. Okay. <laughs> yep. Get out now. When, uh, wow. when I left, when I left that career field, Alan, uh, it was a very civil conversation but mm-hmm. they, they did not want me to stay one more day. And nope. they said, they said in order for that to happen, they paid me for the next month, but they said, yeah, no, go they, ahead they, and don't come back. They were cool about they it. They were out. like, so it's not yeah. the money. Well, they didn't want no, the, that attitude that I'm like, they don't want you stealing client information and all sorts of stuff. Like all, that. Yeah. Right. There's, there's, I bet yeah. my job would be that same way because so, all people's social security numbers, I'm juggling. Yep, every day. That's right. why it's, it's, it's very kosher, but they're like, 
get out. <laughs> yeah. For Do me to like crunch anything. As long yeah. as you can, please. You don't have to teach anything because we're shutting down your internet. Like we're gonna <laughs> shut down your computer. You can't get in the badge without you can't get in the door without knocking, but but please stay. I'm like, so I just glorify babysitter. That just kind of proves the point mm-hmm. that we've all been trying to make for forever and a day. Like I don't really give a damn about the content. You just need bodies in place. Got yeah. Chris, Chris, I want to hear about the conversations you've had with your problem students. Have you pulled them aside and whispered to them like, I'm gone in two weeks. That's not even enough time for them to do the paperwork to fire me. Your ass is mine for the next <laughs> oh, I set my entire class. It'll take them longer than that to find your body. Yeah, right. I sat down. I was I like, you guys realize y'all the fucking reason why people are quitting, right? I didn't say everything, but y'all the reason why people are quitting. They're like, wait, what? I was like, Y'all like you say you like us, but then you treat us like garbage and you act like little idiots. Like, yeah, it's not worth it being here with you guys. And that's why people are leaving. I was like, in, in the next month, at least three of us will be gone and it'll be huh. your fall. Not all of you, but about a good 30 percent of you. I hope you're pointing as you say this. Oh, yeah. Like pointing no, like, hey, know. you're cool. Thanks. But you. <laughs> they know okay. they, they definitely know. And I say right. I feel bad for my. My kids that don't speak English that are really trying to learn, and I'm one of those few teachers that will pull up translate and do my broken Spanglish with them. And like, I really, I'm attempting to learn Spanish through them, but also using it to teach them. Like I've learned how to say math problems so well in Spanish. And they're like, no, you can't go. Like I bought these kids clothes. I bought them food. Mm. Like I've done things beyond mm. teaching. I've really become you know a staple in their life and they're like freaking out and panicking so i do feel bad for that but for those supervisors that are like you're only a number you're only a body i'm like "Eh, i'm not gonna like i didn't go and work on monday i'm not gonna go we we have a car crap out on us so we're gonna get a new car and you can figure it out and then friday i probably won't go in either and then we'll see about next week if i decide i want to go in or not because pay period has already ended i know i'm getting a full check anything beyond that's just gravy so so I'm not going to go to my time. job anymore. So, so you're going to quit? No, no, I'm I'm not going to quit. I'm just I'm just I'm not, not going to go. go. I'm just not going to yeah. go anymore. <laughs> like, Alan, you've been lazy, missing, Bob. You've been missing a lot of work. Wouldn't say I've been missing. <laughs> no, not at all. Actually, <laughs> now if I'm being honest, uh, <laughs> that's it. That I mean, that's it. Yeah, we got a new car. I, I did say that we got another Highlander. So oh, what what those. year? Uh, Nineteen. Oh, nice. <laughs> All right, we're gonna yeah. talk offline. You, Mister, like high baller over here. I don't know what kind of lottery y'all been playing, but it's it's called the. I know how to refinance the shit out of things, and sure. yeah, I know yeah. how to find the deals, and yep. you know, yeah. ninety days it, here, refinance sixty days there. Refinance. That, yeah. That's one way to do it, or you can get yourself like a twenty eighteen uh, Kia Optima by just emptying your savings account into a piece of paper and then handing it to a lady across the desk and they give you some keys and then you yeah right. sad every time that's, what I, did my that's, that's hey, what I did <laughs> key has come a long way but oh, i was, I look, I was looking car, at the man. tell you ride boy let me tell you oh we yeah, tried that the bucket they, seats were the only thing that stopped me really they got so many bells and whistles in there and it's just nowhere near do you like, do you like the carnival the kia carnival i don't know what that is i read about it a little bit it's their mini it sounds band, like a sales right? event well, they it's, say it's not a minivan, it's but it's not got a minivan. sliding it's like, doors. Like the it has a sliding door like a minivan, but it's like built like an SUV. Yeah. Oh. But I mean, they're, yeah. so, they feel like the awesome. same purpose, though, right? You can put a lot of kids and stuff in it, and that's the point. That's the point. But it looks like an SUV with sliding doors. It's a soccer dad. 
soccer dad soccer dad soccer dad yeah wait i won't beat up personal life too much because we are killing the clock right now um (laughs) say what you want ian i've enjoyed our time together (laughs) i'm loving it uh so on that note i also just bought a new to me vehicle it's a 2015 pathfinder that i intentionally got because all of the used highlanders are so expensive like like man i need to know your secret we'll talk later chris i got them to take twelve thousand dollars off that shit had to be so my my we got it under value yeah, my 2015 has um, right at 80,000 miles on it. And we were able to work in, because if you know anything about Pathfinders from 13 to 15, they had some issues. 15 was getting better, but worked in a good warranty at that price and all that jazz. So, you know, it's kosher. But a Highlander, same year, same mileage, I would have paid 10,000 more. Private yeah. party, I would have paid 10,000 more. Yeah. So well, they hold oh the so well, though. They do. So that's what I mean. Yeah. But then, like I said, I took my deployment money and I was like, well, I'm going to the audio shop. <laughs> we upgraded this shit and that's happening next and Tuesday. Now, Wednesday. And now the Pathfinder has uh, has giant tires on it. It has a lift kit. <laughs> it costs uh, as much as a Highlander. <laughs> it's about to. Look, when I get done with it, it's about to. Last time you were on deployment, you came back and you had a, what, a brand new motorcycle and a, a Jeep with lifted up. <laughs> like I was like, yeah. do you have like a regular car? Like, no, I just have fun cars. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Every, oh everything God. I own, you're required to wave at other people. I had waving vehicles. That's, I mean, yeah, yeah yep. that's fun. So you know you're doing it right. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. And then tomorrow I report to Fort Bragg. So we'll just It's weird. He opened up a gateway and he's in Sean Shannon. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. uh, Speak of the devil. Speak of the devil. That's good. Oh, segue. Like segue. Yes. All right. So moving on to chapter 32, a short spear. <laughs> You guys ready? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah let's, right, do it. let's do this. All right. A short spear. Uh, and our symbol is the Sean Chan helmet. A little insect looking thing. That's what that symbol is. If you didn't know. And if that's not a giveaway, then yeah. So yeah, we start good. out and Rand's, uh, you know, he's using the one power uh, to create an exit of the shelter. And he's trying to still feel where the door, the gateway is that, that he's blocking or holding open. Um, far away um and he pokes his head out and right as he pokes his head out something flies over and he's like there are people on that this ain't good i'm in trouble i'm in danger i'm in danger <laughs> don't skip the part where um you know they were trying to prepare to leave and you know they're splitting up the blankets and uh you know he looks over mm-hmm. at his lady and he's like make sure you split those blankets evenly and she's like oh no there's more of you to cover Oh, you little hiney. So, David, you might have been right about that nine plus. You know? I mean, he's a tall boy. He's yeah. a tall boy. He's the you same know? height as Chris. He's got some ground six. to cover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, we thought it, the short, when I saw the title, The Short Spear, I just automatically assumed, like, we're going to learn the dragon reborn was more like a lizard. Oh, no. Uh, oh, oh. Avienda we lets us corrected. know he was, he was blessed by his father. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She so definitely yeah. isn't giving any indication otherwise. Right. Yes. It was funny because he, he definitely didn't realize the, the passing of time. Like, Rand's a stud. Passing of time happened. You know, he looks outside and it's daylight. And he's like, oh, my goodness. I feel like I've lost track of the year. Like, she laid it on him. Like, if a man <laughs> loses track of the year, that walk. No, with no drinking involved. 
Yes, that wings. This is right. alcohol yeah. free. And he has no clue what's happening. He's, He's on that one hundred percent pure ideal shield maiden right there. Ooh. His toes are still cramped. I bet you, if you looked at his feet, his toes would be all curled up and shriveled. Like regardless yeah. of the frostbite. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. gonna take him a week to stretch those bad boys out. <laughs> Shooting blanks like for a week. You're right about that, man. Dang. <laughs> well, the extreme cold will do that to you, apparently. Yeah, so. yeah, apparently. <laughs> and he's uh, a, a gray shape, far bigger than a horse, on slow beating, widespread wings with horny snout thrust out and claw um, before and clawed feet and thin lizard like tail trailing behind. Is that a dragon? Mm, pretty much. Yeah. And thrust that close right after a sex scene. That really happened. I missed that entirely till just now. He just flowed right into it. Interesting. Yeah. And then, yeah, he's just like, you know, ankles and you know the in like the word bosom but then he's just like no horny and thrust all right jordan all right i get it all right he did he did did. in my book those words are are like highlighted in you know italicized and bold and must have been the previous owner yeah i have no idea who would have done that crazy yeah so this flying thing does kind of look like a dragon so maybe there are dragons in the wheel of time yeah going back to what the first episode it was the first few you asked do you think there's actual dragons and we were like no that'd be like game of thrones exactly but uh i'm still not when he saw the flag and the tattoos they were like a creature they had never like conceived of before sure like yeah yeah and there's still the possibility so the way it's described yes i'm thinking dragon but you're also uh think of what primitive people used to call airplanes when they saw that like they were like a giant fire breathing screaming dragon animals of the bobbers so maybe yeah, well, Rand just doesn't know how to describe <laughs> if but then you're you're talk about, oh it's just a 747 is that what you're saying it could if be an a10 looking at oh, 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 oh yeah, yeah i should have known better than just quote models of stuff to if, you yeah. yeah yeah if you're if you're in vanuatu off of australia you called them god because that's what they did they yeah. actually worshiped um so like during world war ii uh the u.s was they actually did end up building a base there, um, but um, during J- J- Japan, uh, fighting Japan, they uh, airdropped lots of packages with food in them. So they flew over these islands and t- tried to, like, I guess, appease the tribal people. Hearts and minds, they made, baby. Like, yeah, they, they dropped food onto the island. And by the time they showed up, they had built monuments of, of, the, of, the, of the airplanes as gods had brought them, you know, food from heavens and uh, rained uh, them down. Uh, so uh, they had created the entire, yeah, they're called, I, I they're called cargo, they're called cargo cults. Um, but yeah, they actually oh, worship. Oh, wow. Um, they, they worship the, awesome. the actual planes. This is why people listen to us. Cause <laughs> Alan has these facts that like nobody yeah. else, maybe Ian, Ian knows. What category is oh, this yeah. podcast in? Cause you should just put it in like general trivia yeah, as well. General trivia. Yeah. Right. The sidebar yeah. conversation covers everything. I will say, Alan, they still teach in the Army, uh, at least in civil affairs and, and probably other small teams type, type stuff. Um, we have a small block of training on not becoming a god. Uh, yeah. and they, don't, they don't label it that way, but essentially it's there will be times when you work with people that they live in very remote, remote places or they could be just indigenous and little to no contact. And mm-hmm. they're very adamant about teachers now not to, you know, try and get statues made out of us and things of that nature so yeah 
laugh wasn't a derisive laugh. That was just an I can't believe I just heard laugh. Like a whoa. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I slept through that portion and I probably scored the lowest on that test. That's the part I would have paid the that's the only part I would have woken up for. Well, then fast forward 20 years after World War II, uh, Vanuatu became like a tourist destination and they realized that Americans are not gods, they're all just asshole tourists. So uh, (laughs) Uh, it's like when you actually date the pretty girl from high school and you realize, oh, you really are just that vapid. Okay, great. Yeah. Mean too. Wow. Or you move into it with her and learn she's a slob and just throws her shit on the floor and her bathroom is disgusting. Ugh. Oh, the bathroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I draw the line in the bathroom. I'm yeah. kind of disorganized. I'm not unhygienic though. Yeah, I've met hot girls with disgusting bathrooms. That is a uh, no-go uh, big time. Oh, but then you get to be all like, I'll clean the bathroom. It's okay. And then you just and then it, you but think how much she's just like, oh my God, he's cleaning the bathroom. Like I think- I think the, between Rand and Avienda, Rand would have to clean the bathroom. All right, so oh, fly, yeah, not that yeah, yeah. Oh, guys, guys to fly, flying, flying stuff in the sky. All right, so you were talking oh, about yeah. Avienda. Come on, that's yeah. on topic enough. Yeah. All right, sticks his head out, uh, hopes they didn't notice him. <laughs> and then it's like, oh my god, leave the blankets. We'll go naked. I mean, yeah. Maybe they'd be friendly. Maybe they want, but there are people out there, and we need to hurry the hell up. Like we gotta yeah. get out of here. And Rand says, like, we need to do it, like really discreetly so they don't see us and like she turns it he turns to avianda like are you gonna disagree with me and she's like i don't disagree with you and he actually says something that makes sense it's like for a wonder <laughs> she did not argue like that yeah. that was the change he laid it down well like she didn't know her well she didn't open her mouth then but yeah so she was like no 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 no, no. you whenever you make sense randall thor i will listen and we'll go and so, like, they step out into the very snowy area, and they look at the different snow banks, and they're like, huh, this is definitely not a land that we recognize because, you know, not too far off, you see the ocean. Yeah. Yep. If, if the chapter symbol didn't give it away at this point, this is where I was like, uh, when we were guessing before, like, because of the snow and everything, I'm like, well, it's got to be in a different region of the world entirely from where we're at now. And I'm throwing out like maybe on the other side of the Misty Mountains or Mountains of Mist or whatever they are here. But yeah. once once they're talking ocean, I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah. How does she manage to get them here? That's like my number one question. Is like gateway. Yeah, but like her need, why they her desire was to get far away as as far away as possible. She didn't want anybody that she was around anybody that she knows to have any knowledge of where she would be so it would have it would have to be a part of the existing world that all of the IEL and everybody else just don't know about so it kind of makes sense when you think about it yeah it's so. like the complete opposite of the place where she's used to i mean it, it, they're both can be because they're deserts but i mean like if you're like hot sand you kill each other over a puddle of water and then she's just like i gotta get away and it's just pushes to the most extreme opposite of what she's thinking of mm-hmm. yeah i never thought about that just now I, I, i'm not like lecturing i'm just like Bleh. no, no it, it's yeah. a it's a great point uh i did a winter in wisconsin i know we have some listeners from there and further north and to me it was quite miserable extremely cold like mm-hmm. that doesn't even do it justice saying extremely cold and when we went to demo they were like it'll be a good idea to send you to el paso texas which is the opposite in so many effing ways so then we go to the middle of the desert it's like so on, the, on day one and now we're into it i got a sunburn mm-hmm. i just oh, just wow. standing in formation waiting to figure out where my room was i burned my neck <laughs> so yeah i, I yeah. feel the transition here it's kind of major yeah yeah for real 
And with next paragraph, they notice that there's a group of about 20 people that's blocking their way. And two of them are wearing collars. And Rand knows right away what that is. He says, yep, uh, Avienda, this ain't good. <laughs> so much for being discreet. Looks like they're hanging out right where we want to go. I was thinking Juggalos, like ICP fans. Oh, yeah. yeah. Maybe that's what was going on. They just, no. wanted, they're just, they no. just saw a no. magnet, and they're really confused as to how it works. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that's what that was. Yeah. So Rand explains what the Demone are to uh, Aviana very quickly. Says, like, yeah, they can channel. Can you block them? And Aviana's like, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Her level of confidence them? is like no other, which is really funny because we have somebody like um, Nynaeve who has all the power in the world, who has been through some formal training that, like, can't get it up to go like she just just will not work when she wants it to got that block and then you've got avienda who's like barely trained in the ways and she's gonna handle two tools of war on her own i just i was very impressed by that like character of the chapter definitely goes to avienda like i was saying avienda is definitely my character of the chapter i mean she even took the spear so i'll give you thumbs up on that and Chris, to, to just kind of roll with what you were uh, saying there, while think about it like this. She had her spear taken away from her. She's now a wise one. But there are wise ones who channel and presumably have guided her through the same thing that Nine have had to block herself for. Also, an accepted weapon of wise women is apparently the one power if you can do it. Avienda is stronger than basically probably... Almost every, if not every, IEL she's ever come in contact with. So she knows, even without training, she's got that confidence. She falls back on it. She basically, like, fixes her, like, maiden warrior training and confidence of, like, no, I know I can do this. This is my element. Yeah. And it's really cool, like you were saying, to watch her shift. This is, like, her actually, like, finding a home with her, like, new identity. Yeah. yeah. I feel like for a while she was, she was fighting it for so long. So then the idea of her still training in it and taking it in. Like, I know when I don't want to do something there's a block like yeah i'll learn it i'll hear it but am i going to be invested in it do i think i have any confidence in it eh, not really not not any more than anybody else but she just quite literally like, oh, i got this this is no problem bet yeah so yeah. david i appreciate your perspective on that but i'm still a little i feel like there's there's got to be one more piece of the puzzle that we're not seeing yet as the reader because everybody else that has transitioned into this new power uh, discovering things about themselves, even if they are super powerful, they've just they've been so tentative about it, mm-hmm. and the confidence level hasn't been there. So I guess maybe her being a maiden in that training might the mindset might play into it. But that's what I'm thinking. She's like translating it over. Yeah, that may that might be a good explanation because one of my questions here was, okay, we're seeing Avienda explode into this amazing channeler, and you say mm-hmm. better channeler than other Aiel. I say better channeler than a lot of Aes Sedai. Oh, I met her trainers as a, like, uh, Amis who can channel will have probably mentioned to her if she's not already aware, like you're abnormally strong. You're really good. (laughs) Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But like, she's doing it with such nonchalant confidence here. I started thinking, all right, was there something else in Rudyon that she saw that she knows this is just a natural progression? Is it flowing? Her trainer is though. It's a going. Well, and probably a little Moraine. Remember, as they're traveling, she's getting well, a little bit from everybody. Well, she on it. She's like, Egwene taught me to handle several flows at once. 
I can block them, tie those off, and wrap them up in a flow of air before they know what is even happening. Like, this speaks big time to what Egwene's really learned and mm-hmm. mastered in such a short time. So, she remember how we thought Egwene might she? become the new Armalyn seat? Like, I'm going to go ahead and say, like, she's definitely got that. I think, I think Egwene might end up becoming our new Armalyn seat. I think so, too. And let's jump way back. Alan's going to get frustrated to the chapters of Swan talking about the type of person they need to get uh, uh, to vote in as Amberlynn, like somebody who's strong in the power, but also can be controlled by people and everything. And what well, I mean, as you're going through that, why wouldn't it be Egwene? Agreed. I Even mean, among Nynaeve, the other like main characters you're saying, or like, are you just saying in general? Yeah, I mean, Nynaeve, uh, strong channeler, of course. Yeah, but you still, can't, you can't someone who too, can't channel on command to be. Right, <laughs> and and also attitude-wise, still she's not quite there, and, and not somebody that the Aes Sedai would even possibly now, think control. I don't discredit Nynaeve, because Egwene could become easily the, the new Moraine. Oh, yeah, mission-focused, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then okay. Nynaeve can kind of take over. Just What's going to happen to Moraine? Yeah. Marine, Marine she's gonna die but Rand, Rand is gonna figure it she's so, Rand, we, so we've got a dueling theory here we've got right off the of top of the sunset and then just die no they're both gonna happen because remember Rand remember his frustration about not being able to bring that girl back to life and Moraine saying it's impossible Rand's gonna figure it out mm-hmm. and it's gonna be somebody very significant that he has to save and it's either one of his hometown peeps or, or Moraine so I'm thinking Moraine Takes one for the team, goes down. Uh, Choices. Rand brings her back back to life. And then Tom's there to scoop her up if she, like, gasped her first scoop. And then she's like, I told you in book four to stop doing that shit. (laughs) Yeah, right. That was so awkward. (laughs) Haven't you seen Aladdin? It's not pretty. You don't bring people back. (laughs) I wouldn't recommend it. (laughs) Well, after this plan is hatched, it comes. It works perfectly. Um, I actually had one last thing I wanted to point out about this. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Alan. Sure. I actually found that very, very interesting, Ian, that you were saying, particularly um, that you were surprised that she was able to shift that focus and confidence. Because I guess I would think like once a soldier, always a soldier. Like if you're given a different weapon you've never handled before and it's just kind of like go and you're like, okay. I know that, like, but you know that, like, let's say everybody you're going to have to, like, deal with is just physically weaker than you by a lot, for whatever reason. And you're like, five-year-olds. A horde of five-year-olds. Yeah, you're like, okay, I've got brass knuckles instead of, you know, an automatic weapon. However, you know, like. Yeah, I I guess the only difference would be you maintain that honesty within your team. And right Mm -hmm. now, Rand is your team. And I know the dynamics are different. So, like, let's say you apply that to Army Soldier, whatever, and mm. there's things I'm proficient on that's not available, but I have the opportunity to pick up a automatic grenade launcher, with, which I, I can swing. I, I, candlestick I can swing on, a Mark right? 19 all day long. So that's not a great example, but I would I would have that quick conversation with my team because those are the people that literally are covering your ass and you're covering theirs. It's all right. I'm not entirely sure what the fuck I'm doing, but we're about to bring the rain down. All right. And then, you know, you get the motivation up at the team, but you're honest with each other. The people did, that you're did literally you think that she wasn't being honest. Did you get that feeling? She was pretty confident. Mm-hmm. I, not like full on snarky, but when Rand was like, I need you to do X, Y, Z. She was like, mm, yeah, got it. You know what? You know why he probably felt that way? And I didn't think about this. So now remember in um, when they're in the Stone of Tear and Elaine and Egwene come to him and they're like, 
we're really strong. Ha ha ha. And he just manhandles both of them at once with the power. And so right. he's probably like, I have no idea what women are actually capable of because when he can't, I'm that's a can't see it. he can't, right. he, he gets goosebumps or whatever. That's it. You know, whatever. Like, I don't know. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? This was, this was still fun and exciting for me, but yeah. a lot of questions. So, yeah. So after they tie up everybody and, and, and weaves uh, and, and block everybody, they go to where the gateway is supposed to be. And Rand can't see his weaves there anymore. And he gets super nervous. He's like, this ain't good. All right. Um, I thought someone saw his weeds mixed in with somebody else's. Yeah, that he didn't put there. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he sees a weave he didn't put, put there, which means it's a male. Could be Asmodian. Could it be another Forsaken. Could it be a trap. Like, not good. A trap. It's a trap. So he is definitely um, not. Yeah. Well, I mean, fast forward to them jumping through it. Um, again, it, if knowing everything that i know so far from reader perspective like why would you trust that there's people around it that you know are not looking out for your best best interest there's at least one dude former forsaken on the other side that you can't be certain he's looking out for your best interest and there's all these other forsaken that could be affecting this in some way that you don't know where they are what they're doing whatever and still you're just like eh we're going through yeah, that's a big roll of the freaking dice. But I mean, <laughs> go, go back though, and he's got two Damani, he's got two of the people controlling them, he's got a couple of generals, he's got a dragon overhead with a couple of people searching, and this is just like a small number in the search party, right? So it's like between a rock and a hard place, yeah. And he does ask the Aviana while he's stalling, trying to figure out, like, can you get these collars off because he can't do it himself. And while while Alvian is trying to work at the collar, um, one of the Sanchen, like, her name's Lady Morsa, recognizes Rand. Like, oh yeah, because she was at Falma. She's like, I recognize you. You was up in the sky doing that <laughs> like, crazy ass shit. Aren't you? It's him. It's him. Yeah. So, so um, and then they start arguing amongst themselves. And this whole scene. So, what do you think about this whole scene? And and uh, you know, obviously, they want to take him in. Uh, and and they presume just Rand presumes to kill him because he's heard stories that they killed the men who can channel over there and you know that's um, so but you know, yeah stories do you think they have their own prophecy really or do you think don't know I was thinking exactly that when they said it's him first I was like okay so what's the prophecy and second you know it was very convenient but part of me believes maybe the Shan Shen do indeed have some male channelers that have kind of like got this. Like we don't know what they know, and maybe they do. We don't know anything about them. Are, yeah, we don't know much about them. Maybe they're the society that does have some male channelers, and then people are spreading are spreading false rhetoric because they don't want people, the male channelers, to go and like convert the Shan Chans. No, they I don't. Mean, so male channelers go mad, so they kill them. <laughs> they, yeah, that's what they've told us. We we haven't really. I understand what you're saying, Chris. We haven't dug in enough. To, we don't have great reliable sources about what goes on over there yet. There might be more to it, but uh, in a total twist of what we're talking about here, uh, I couldn't help but think about my former uh, prediction earlier about Matt somehow being the big head of the whole Sean Chan movement, especially with the whole Daughter of the Nine Moons thing. Um, you know, I'm pretty confident that Rand's going to break away from this, but this is already enough like you say, Alan, they have, well, you didn't say they have their own prophecy, you asked. And the obvious answer is, yes, they have their own prophecy, right? 
uh, and maybe just seeing Ran here and Ran in Falma, you know, it triggers events for them. And maybe the Sean Chan don't end up being enemies. Like it might take a while to get there, but maybe they become allies and Matt is going to be the piece that kind of brings that together. So my mind started running towards Matt getting involved with his nine moons chick and somehow bringing that realm of the world on board with the whole brand thing might take four or five books, but hmm. yeah. In- interesting. <laughs> interesting. Sure. Yeah. Does Matt stay on Rand's side? Mm-hmm. Not initially. I think initially, I think for a while they might become frenemies, frenemies. I'll say like reluctant enemies, like they find themselves on opposite sides, but the things that pull them to either side are stronger than what pulls them towards each, each other initially. And yeah, there's, there's going to be some conflict there, I think. Okay. So as all this is going on, they notice that the gateway is getting smaller. It's starting to shut. So this is what kind of is the catalyst that makes them have to decide now. Like if they stay, it's going to shut and this is going to hold forever. I mean, like you said, there's a small group. There's more looking for them. Like they can't fight off the entire army. Just the two of them. So hold that thought. Rand can fight off an entire army. He doesn't know Why? that. <laughs> he doesn't know that though. He did it. In oh, book he has one. only done it twice. <laughs> oh yeah, but he doesn't know it. Okay. He's literally only like the end of the eye of the world or anything. Yeah, I get your point. Okay. I get channelers. Point, they didn't have channelers there. They didn't have channelers there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We Rand's like I can only split. Yeah, you know, I can only like grab so many people at once. I guess. All right, sure. As as Jake said, he did have a long night too. So that's <laughs> true. <laughs> oh, he did. Who he did get up at work to not know where the fuck he was and what day it was. And how <laughs> yeah, he had no idea what the year so. was. Chris pointed out. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> now that I believe he was, he yeah, was out yeah. of sorts. I've he was blinded by the light. I've been in that condition mm-hmm. before, and it's so, it's pretty so fantastic. It's yeah, it's it's a, it's, a, it's a privilege and an honor if, if you ever do experience. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, what's being the dragon reborn compared to that? Yeah. So. What planet am I on, uh, honey? What planet would you be on? <laughs> Earth. Hello. We, we've actually never established what the planet's called. Oh. Oh, hey, oh. Yeah. Not in that so, book. <laughs> so uh, they make the command decision to go ahead and jump through, and um, they go through, and it snaps right be- shut right behind them. But right before it goes. Because uh, as soon as they get through, they, everything releases as far as uh, yeah. that was the weirdest laugh I've ever uttered in my life. Because <laughs> <laughs> you wanted to laugh at it, but also you did not want to laugh at it. It caught me but completely by surprise. I was like in the middle of yawning. <laughs> no. But but right before it snaps shut, uh, just the tip comes through. Just and the um, tip. Just for a little bit? Just, just, the teeth. just to see just, how it feels. Just the teeth. You guys ever see the movie Teeth? <laughs> no. No? No? Never no. mind. All right. Somebody in the audience might get that joke. Okay. Never mind. Yeah. It was anyway. relevant, I promise. Uh, just, just, the, just the tip comes through. Uh, gets cut clean off, though. Ugh. Oh. Ugh. Don't Ugh. stop saying that. <laughs> God, I did it again. That's irresponsible. There's four <sighs> guys on this show right now, and you just said that like out loud like it's nothing. It's... <laughs> I bet you every single one of y'all flexed a little bit and cringed. You did a little yeah. defensive. I know you lift a leg. Ha. It's messed up, Alan. All, all right, right. Carry on. Before we move on, anything we missed from all this? Because now we're back in, uh, in Karyan. Yeah, now we're on page four. Yeah. 
right. You guys like, uh, all right. So now you guys have experienced it with the rest of us. You get to just enjoy the fact that for poor show, for, for like show Rand, at least he and Egwene were getting it on before the series started. Poor Rand doesn't lose his virginity for four and a half books into this 14 book series. Yeah, that, yeah. As exciting as I was, like, I was very excited about all of that. That's the, Alan and I talked about this offline. Like, I, I was, it was ridiculous that it took so long mm-hmm. in the books. I just, I still haven't really figured out why. It, it makes sense. Like, having grown up in such a tiny, small southern town, but he ain't about in the tiny to, town. About as close to two rivers as uh, you could probably get in South Carolina. Um, like, there were, like, my graduating class was like 72 people. Like, it, was, okay. it was small. Yeah. So, uh, like, that kind of mentality of like, you, this is what sex is. This is how it has to be. Like, the fe- mere fact that Rand was like, okay, well, now we got to get married, right? And she's like, what are you talking about? That's true. Yeah. I don't know. I just know the first church camp trip I went on. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm not gonna finish that. Well, there's but, a difference I remember church camp. I went in the next day asking the, the pastor if I needed to confess, and he he's like, "Well, we're not Catholic. We don't." Yeah, he was like, that. "We're not Catholic, boy," and you're like, "Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Well, I feel like I need it. Could you just bless me or something?" It's, I just uh, heard I was uh, supposed uh, to uh, confess uh, to a father, and I figured you were probably the best father to confess to. Do you have kids? I got to tell somebody. I gotta tell somebody. Excuse uh, me, sir. Do you have kids? I must confess. Yeah. It's not a I'm not trying to absolve myself. I just want to rag. Okay. So check <laughs> it out. All right, all right, all check all it right. out. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I can't help but think that even after I transition us into this, I'm keeping us moving on. So we can move. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, so the the ranch handles the spear, the the short spear over uh, kind of almost like a scepter. Um, and Asmodian's out there waiting for him. And Rand immediately throws a shield on Asmodian. Um, and, um, you know, they had this quick interchange that's really uncomfortable. He asked Avian to leave so we can talk to, um, you know, him alone. Jason. Asmodian. Jason. Asmodian. Good old Jason. Yeah. yeah Jason. Jason. Yeah. Jason with the weird spelling. J Dog. J Dog. Yeah. And then we oh, have this interaction between Jason and I love Mattel. it because, you know, Rand had just been being called out for being soft to his enemies. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, he makes a redirect and he decides, okay, well then with Jason, I'm going to make sure I'm hard on him. So he understands what he did, though it may have helped me, was not acceptable. Makes you think that uh, Asmodian was maybe having some flashbacks to the old lose Theron. Exactly. I mean, he like, oh, took shit. Spear. You had... <laughs> Um, Asmodian on his knees kind of begging forgiveness for helping him out which you know all right well and then he puts the spear to his neck and he's like don't let it happen again don't let me question you because if not you'll pay for it mm. so I mean I got to give it to Rand he kind of balls up a little bit and hopefully he holds this mentality because it's gonna be necessary where he's headed next yeah I've been getting vibes with the Rand Asmodian interactions over the last many chapters. Uh, as much as Asmodian has not really been into this, like I'm forced to do it, da 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 da. I think uh, I get the feeling that Rand is just showing more of his abilities bit by bit. Like I'm, I'm gonna semi predict like Asmodian eventually being like, hold on, wait a minute, maybe this Rand guy, the new Luce Theron, 
is actually way different from every other version before. Maybe he actually is as powerful, like he's doing shit that he shouldn't be able to do sort of thing. And he might actually become a really good source for Rand, a good ally. Like he, you know, Asmodian might just, you know, hop on his coattails and be like, all right, well, nobody else is going to save me. I got a chance with you. Um, so maybe we actually start to see good things out of Asmodian. Yeah. I'm hoping so for his sake. Yeah, and and Rand wants to know like why or how he did what he did, and Asmodian's like, "Well, I did this," and he's like, "Rand's like, why didn't you?" He's like, "Well, you never asked." He goes, "All right, new rule. All right, for every time I ask for something, you tell me two things that I didn't ask about." Yeah, and new things. (laughs) Give me some originals. Yeah, give me some originals. None of this Milli Vanilli shit. Yeah, daisies are beautiful. Also, roses and blueberries. They taste sweet. So, So, um, Campbell's commercial. I mean, hey, we're we're there though, and I think you know, at the end of the day. Asmodian and Rand have a clearer understanding and Rand definitely realizes he can't be such a pansy and now that he has thrust this sphere mm-hmm. into two people <laughs> he now knows that he is the man and did you guys believe Asmodian when he gave him his excuse I am your man I, at this point you kind of gotta yet. roll with it I mean he did I, Asmodian went out of his way I was going to say, there's a difference. I'm not asking whether or not you think he's totally Rand's man. I'm asking, do you think he was telling the truth with the veil on the gate? Yeah, I do. Okay, that's what I was asking. Yeah. Now, mind you, that did not allow Rand any help in that situation. But Asmodian knows better than Rand Rand's capabilities at this point because he just knows what Sayadeen can do. So exactly. he would rec- he knows like Rand will recognize as a Sayadeen. There's only one person here who could be you, Sayadeen. So like I get mm-hmm. you know I, I I just remember when I was 12 I didn't believe the shit out of him at all. I was like he's a snake in the grass. He's a snake in the grass. And now when I read when I read him, regardless of intentions, I'm just like this is a suave motherfucker. Yeah, he was just the Beethoven. It's, it's plausible. Era. He wanted to make music forever, so he gave his soul to the dark one. Like yeah, okay. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So this chapter oh, ends. Yeah, this chapter ends with Rand asking about slicing through women's weaves because Landfear did to him once, and he's like, "There yeah. has to be a way for a male to do it to a woman's weaves." And mm. and as Rand's like, "I guess I can teach you how to do that," and that's how we end this chapter. Um, well, he admitted to a weakness. So he's like, "You know, I know we've tried, and I have not been able to do it, but I need you to try harder." Yeah. So. Huh. Mm-hmm. And you know, they're gonna make it work. This sounds time. like Chris's bosses. I need you to try. Try, there is not. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, I won't go there again. Just look at uh, listen to previous episodes where I discussed the schools that I grew up in, and I've watched many fights with weed flying everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, that was that's not where I thought it was. It's chaotic. Uh, it's but, very yeah, chaotic. Just refer to the previous well, I, episodes. I, mean, I've seen I won't retell the remember. story. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. I, I've seen, I've seen lots weed of fights. Fly. Okay. You, you generally don't want to be involved, but sometimes you realize, oh, wait, it's happening all around me. Now I'm in the middle of it. What do I do? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like rugby style. You tuck and cover your ears so they don't get ripped off. And mm-hmm. yeah, tuck and roll. Tuck and roll. Go with the blow. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's why I keep your backpack <laughs> on while you're sitting at the ca- at the ca- uh, cafeteria table. I learned that lesson early on with food fights. You keep yeah. your backpack on and it protects your back and your shirt. Absolutely. <laughs> there you go. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, so you guys ready for the next one or anything we missed? Um, all right, quick question. This is kind of like an aside from the content, but more toward his character thing. Remember, Asmodian mentioned that since uh, Rand cut him off from the Dark One, he is going to go insane. Yes. I wonder if you guys are paying, like, like, I'm not saying like paying attention, like, ooh, it's going to happen. This is something I always pay attention to once I've learned about it, even from back, like, you know, when I reread Wheel of Time and I'm watching Eye of the World, I'm watching Rand in the Great Hunt, I'm watching him in, you know, 
the dragon reborn where he's just clearly in his own mental insanity playing the flute and killing people around a fire yeah. like i like to i'm not saying i like to watch the mental deterioration of human beings that's that's terrible but i just saw the look on your face you like it but carry on mm-hmm. yeah yeah but the point <laughs> is like have you do you think he might be going insane yet i'm not asking because of any material or behavior you've seen no. i'm just asking because remember he said it will happen and, it, no. and based on what like we've heard from isa die like it happens at various rates for various men yeah well so i i mean i'll answer uh i've had that question in my mind there's been that little flag to pay attention to ever since he's been cut off and I've seen no evidence of it. Even with all of this, I've seen no evidence of it. And in fact, might see evidence of the contrary, even with Rand. Uh, you, as you were going through your rant, you were doing the Pied Piper thing. Um, <clears throat> Rand has had some very effed up crazy moments, but then somehow he's had moments after that that are very coherent, very lucid. not crazy, very lucid, like really good train of thought, great strategy, great, like, so I'm a little confused. Maybe it's not just a progression, like a straight line. Like once it starts happening, you go down. Maybe it's touch and go. You have some bad moments come back until the bitch gets worse. That's actually how mental illness tends to work, though. I mean, like it, it, there, you have your good days and you have your bad days. Like, mm-hmm. sure. I, I mean, like, you know, like not to get too much into it, but I mean, like I, I used to date a girl who was a paranoid schizophrenic and that ended up being a big also was diagnosed with bipolar disorder like at the same time so it's one of those things where it's like i've seen how that can happen and i've seen that there are days everything's great there's no amazing great in fact you are working at almost like 120 percent mental capacity because that's like what a manic depressive does you know so it's like i don't know because i always like to think that not like to think like i want to inflict pain on jordan but i mean like it, it i do think that he definitely had to see between ptsd and other things i mean as a helicopter gunner in vietnam he had to have seen some trauma and known people who went through that kind of thing yeah. so he had to see mental deterioration of one form or another yeah. even if he didn't have a family member with like an actual mental disorder and the right? ups and downs of it so so rand exactly. i'll say we've definitely seen evidence of the deterioration but we've seen big uh upswings that are pretty promising with asmodian i've yet to see anything yet where i'm like ah he's slipping so but we also haven't had a asmodian perspective so maybe he's keeping shit on the download that we don't know and that'd be cool if this is a segue to like three chapters from now we get an asmodian perspective and he's totally losing his shit but playing it off to everybody they just keep him cool that'd be yeah. awesome well the next chapter's not it because we're not even with yeah. Ryan anymore yeah <laughs> <laughs> Moving right along. Hard, hard, Moving left, right hard along left. To chapter 33, uh, question of Crimson. And our symbol's an elephant. Uh, I guess it's a boar horse. Citrus fruit animal is what yes. I, you know. Yeah. 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 So yeah. Oliphants, oliphants. There we go. Yeah. So we're back with, uh, with uh, Tom, Nynaeve, and uh, Elaine and company. Good old, Julian. yeah, Julian, yeah, good old, um, good old Julian. What what a name! Not 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 Julian, Julian. Yeah. Like, could you not have picked like a, a a more awkwardly spelled name? Like, as a kid, I always read it as Julian. As a kid, like it took oh. me until like my ninth read, or not ninth. I didn't read ninth, but like my sixth read to realize like, oh, it's Julian, not a real name. Interesting. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's not Julian. 
Apparently not. Okay, go ahead and try to tell 12-year-old David that. <laughs> Bro, I'm rolling with Julian. All right, let, let me say this. I also this. called him Thom. I was Thom Merlin. Exactly. So, there you there's go. An, I was 12. An and it's cool. H- my dad's name silent. is Thomas with an H. It's, it's and cool. I still didn't get it. And Will uh, Wheaton. If there's an H, you pronounce it. Wheaton. Hey, Do you pronounce uh, the H? You're being whip? weird. Whip. <laughs> the cool whip. Cool whip. whip. Come on, Brian. You're being weird. Oh, come on. That wouldn't even have an H in it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, so Chris is getting water. Well, he's getting water. And give a shout out to uh, all of the Moulin Rouge fans out there. Uh, oh. And maybe, maybe I'm the, and the Napoleonic only- Wars fans in general. Let's not discriminate. Just go to just go to town. Uh, it could be because I'm a huge Moulin Rouge fan. We're talking about the Menagerie, and I know it's circus and not quite the same as Moulin Rouge, but. For whatever reason, when I read the chapters about uh, the girls and Tom and Julian, whatever his name is, in with the menagerie, my the mental images I have and the way the story unfolds is very chaotic, kind of like how that movie is. Like it's just moving fast, it's in your face, da 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 da. It's actually and that's just the vibe I get when I read these chapters. And to me, it's very exciting. I don't know. Yeah, uh, Ian sees the, the circus goes, spectacular, spectacular. Yes. The words are in the vernacular. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you for curing me of my silly obsession with love. Throws the cash right. on the ground. What chapter is this? Then I right. brushed Nani's hair as I thunk into the board she was leaning against, and she flinched behind her blindfold. She wished she had a decent braid instead of locks hanging loose around her shoulders. When I first read this, I was like, what in the world? Because it's been so long since I paid attention to a naive chapter. I was like, what have they got themselves into? Where are we? Like, I had a panic moment when I was sitting there reading. And I was like, what torture from a face what? is this? Exactly. I couldn't. And then I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. They're traveling with the circus. That's right. But didn't she say she wasn't getting involved? Like all these thoughts just started running through my mind at one time. I'm like, we have definitely moved along without actually seeing this happen. So what's going on here? I just love that she's rocking dreadlocks. Like she's becoming <laughs> hotter and hotter in my mind's eye. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at least a once a week shower would it's beneficial, but they still, you know. Hot water though. Yeah. Uh, living off the land. There's something very appealing about that to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so they're practicing performances, as, as it says. And um, yeah, um, and Luca shows up. Good old Val. Oh, Luca. what do you guys think of Val and Luca? I need to know, Ian. Mr. Dreamy gag. Mm-hmm. Uh, it reminds me, like, he's just so smooth. And we so all knew a guy like this, right? We all knew a guy like this. And we've oh. also been frustrated about the girl that fell for his charms and you're like why can't you not see it it's like so fake and over the top what are you doing which is a conversation that Egwene or uh, Elaine later has with Nynaeve but like we have to bring it up now like as the interaction happens and you see Nynaeve's response it's so weird everything we know about Nynaeve we also know about her little love affair with Lan which we all are hopeful for and then Mm -hmm. this guy steps in and he's he is not Lan like I don't even I, I don't even have to list the ways he's not land. If you've been reading this book and listening to this podcast, he is not land, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but somehow Nynaeve is just giving him the time of day at all. Mm. So if 
I felt I showered afterwards. It felt dirty, and they didn't <laughs> even do anything. It's yeah, weird. It's, but those calves. Just though, remember, Harry calves was though. The, the most interesting man in the world. That's who it is. Yeah. Ah. I always have to remind myself when I read a chapter like this that I'm like, okay, not only did Harriet approve this, but she was just like, oh fuck yeah, no changes. <laughs> yeah, no changes. Yeah, full set. I, mean, I don't know, Dick. Don't. This is not uh, the official view of the Wheel Reads podcast. This sure. is the only view of an asshole named David Russell. Yeah. Yeah, but it, it might be right. Yeah. Oh, Ian. Oh, no. Oh, Ian. Cut that, cut that, cut that. But cut them calves, But them calves. I mean. Maybe that's what it is. It's some it is the calves. It's the calves. She's got a weakness for calves. Yeah. Did she ever yeah. talk about Land's calves? I can't remember, Alan. No. I don't think oh, so. Oh, damn. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Land, my boy. He got them chicken got legs, a, he's man. skipping leg day. No. Yeah. 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 Oh, Land, no. Land, Land has that jail bod, you know, all upper body. No leg days at all. Chris, 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 he's one of your friends who's used to being the tallest man in the room because he's six <laughs> foot three until he encounters. No, actually, I'm sorry. Is Land the same height as Rant? I can't ever. I mean, we, 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 Chris, you know that. You know, a guy gets hemmed up for a while, is in the clink, and then, you know, gets out. He's all upper body, no legs at all. <laughs> I think, I think it's an eye of the world where Rand is like, holy shit, this dude's as tall as I am. It's, it's like, hard to oh, do man. leg day on the inside. <laughs> It is hard to like the inside. Yeah. <laughs> Call body squats. Yeah. Body yeah. squats by Chris. Hashtag. <laughs> there you go. All right. So where are we? What's going yeah, on? So What's she happening? she manages to get rid of him after he that. does like sweet poetry or something to his ear. Something lame. <laughs> and, I, I feel like yeah, we're gonna get into yeah. this thing. Oh, it's so easy to derail. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And then and then Julian comes in and is like, uh, yeah, so uh Galad's over on the other side of the river. So just thought I'd drop mm. that there. That glad. What a stupid paladin boy. Yeah. Lawful there's stupid. A, there's another one. Just mm-hmm. oh, look at him. Yeah. Oh, good lad. See, yeah. and I think you and I all fell in like the same thing in high school. Where it's like, all right, look, we're kind of good looking. We're not like stupid good looking. And so it makes right. you just go like, look, I'm not ugly and right. I'm not vapid. come on i should be able to land an eight all day long and and this probably is just the 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 answer all gender sexualities yes exactly yeah yeah Yeah. when you're when you're a hard seven baby like you know what i mean you just look at the tens you're like i hate you yeah that's rough so you it's funny you're joking about that but maybe my like discontent maybe my like eh, towards the galads and towards this other douche that's coming in talking to naive might have something to do with that. Like, why would you give, why would you give that, like, just morally and ethically well, and character-wise, those, understand like, from a you, dude perspective, the I give them the time though. of day. Well, see, let's see, let's, let's take a pause for a minute. Luke is very smooth. He's debonair. He, he's, he's a like, good wordsmith. Yes. He's that guy that's he's coming in He's throwing compliments left and right. He slipped up. Had he not slipped up with the dress, Nine would have given him even more play. Mm-hmm. You but can't so. you recognize even, even it as money. as a game? Can't like why can't you rec- recognize it as acting and not I mean, genuine? Of, when did Nynaeve ever get to flirt? But never yeah. in her life has she ever gotten to flirt. Well, the she one went from time, being the the daughter of the wise woman to the wise woman. That's like, true. Or the you know at least yeah mm-hmm. the mentor of the wise woman to wise woman like that's a problem. Like she attempted flirting with Lan and it was like. I love you forever. And he's like, I can't. And she's like, well, I will love to hate to love to hate you. Love and you. he goes, here's my ring that weighs nine pounds. You can't we wear it on your hand together. physically. <laughs> yeah, right. 
That's true. Yeah. They both kind of messed up that. So maybe she's learning. Good mm-hmm. point. Yeah. She's just and never then, flirted before. I mean, good for you, girl. Yeah. When when you look at somebody like like that and you're you're really paying attention to her character, she's kind of torn because she's never been topic of a sexual relation encounter. Like she's always been the wise one. But doesn't she own a mirror? Do they not have mirrors in the two rivers? But look, back to back to David's point. And I'm, over I'm, you? I'm mad you called me out for this, David, but I I did not have the women fawning over me in high school. But whenever I finally got a compliment from a woman, when she was like, you're kind of cute, I was like, I know. And when she was, you know, when a girl was finally like, you have very beautiful blue eyes, I'm like, yeah, I know. Because I mm. own a mirror. Like, I don't even have that. So. Right. <laughs> but, she, but self-confidence is a thing. No, I know. Of course. Yeah, yeah no, no. And they're like, David, you're so smart and funny. I'm like, I know. But I mean, <laughs> like, tell me I'm pretty. Like, come on. <laughs> I've been acing tests and making myself laugh all by myself for many years. I Tell me something I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I tell a joke because I've already laughed at it in my head. And I'm just gracing you with the opportunity to laugh yourself. So. Yeah. Well, I, mm-hmm. I guess Nynaeve didn't have a mirror. And this is all new to her. So she she just harmless flirting. And, and you know okay. what? I don't feel bad. I, I I literally feel like good for you, girl. That's like all I felt this whole time reading it this past time. That's fair. But, That's fair. Yeah. And you know, for her, it was really awkward and put her in a situation where she was frustrated kind of for the rest of the day. And then when you had our boy come and tell her like, um, so Goliath's okay. right uh, around the corner. Uh, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So going, when, when, when Julian hops in, he's like, you know, I, there's a situation here where I need your attention. Like she bites his head off. Like it really sucks for him in that moment. So he, I was that guy. So I'll put myself in that category. Uh, same, same, the, same, same. Hey, let me go ahead and let you know it's important. Let me tell you what's going on. And then, you know, the pretty girl bites your head off because she doesn't want to hear it. But at the same time, she realizes that they're caught between a rock and a hard place. They don't know where to go. She can't remember. I mean, she she leaves that interaction with Tom a little nicked, upset about the idea of wearing a dress that was over-sexualizing her body. She was frustrated with the fact that she can't remember where she needs to go. She's like literally snapping twigs and plants and stuff as she walks by. And then she gets even worse news, like, you can't go that direction without the potential of being caught by Galad. And so she's frustrated. She's she's yeah. kind of over it. And then she walks in and you've got Elaine who just kind of wants to lecture a little bit because not only with all that going on, she also has a black eye. Mm-hmm. And that's like, that's actually where a lot of my uh, questions that I wrote for this uh, podcast stem, stem from. It's like, so why, why, you know, Elaine, right away, like, um, what happened? Like, I know Tom didn't do that. Like he's, which yeah, no. Elaine, Elaine and Tom's conversations are kind of now shifted now. Yeah, Elaine so, no longer has that interest anymore. So yeah, it does mention that as well. So I mean, what do you think the like I came from? Oh well, we know she got her ass handed. I was gonna say, to. doesn't say it like for the 
the love of God, Alan, don't, don't look as the guest. I am already like, okay. So I reread these chapters. Like I, I listened to the audiobook and I tried to watch, look, like look at the wiki. So I knew which chapter you're talking about, but like whenever you're doing something like, Oh, well, what do you know? But it was in there. I'm like, Oh shit. I'm not going to spoil anything. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. So, so she, no, she, was tossed, in, yeah. she was tossing around with some other female from the menagerie that mm-hmm. is like a Kung Fu fighter. She 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 fought with someone who knew how to grapple. Is literally what happened. Shanshan. <laughs> yeah. I mean, All right. everyone wow. was kung fu. So so basically, what? So Ian, like maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong. So basically, according to uh, the Universal Fight Plan, Nynaeve gave her an overhand right, and uh, this left herself just, exposed. And literally took advantage of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So universal uh, fight plan for everybody who doesn't know is that 90% of people are right-handed and 90% of those right-handed people will leave with an overhand right. And yeah. so ev- everything predictable bases on that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So when you're, when you're in high school and all you have is one pair of boxing gloves, but you decide to box your friends <laughs> and you're both right-handed, uh, not that I'm speaking from experience. So you, you take flip turns, for the glove. No, you take turns in between rounds, and who gets the right All hand, right. And left hand, and pretty much the right hander knocks out the left hander every single round. Like so every other round, you're getting knocked out. Yeah. So I'll, I'll say this little bit. Um, it, it requires jumping forward to the explanation of where the black Please, guy came for from. Love and, Christ, let's jump forward as much as possible. Yeah, and and Nynaeve tossing with this lady who clearly like knows, knows how the to fuck fight. She's doing yeah, yeah she's got <laughs> skills. And so my mind runs to like uh, the little bit of knowledge I have of like your Eastern fighting, uh, your specifically, um, well, anyways, really any of them and the philosophies behind them and everything. And it's less a physical thing, more of a mental thing. And because then I'm like, your opponent has a weapon and you don't. Is that sure. why that's so different? Yes. But in order to master that, you have to master your own mind mm. and body and understanding mm. all of that together. So I'm thinking, right. right, Nynaeve has this mental block with her channeling, and we we really don't know for certain, like, what's preventing her from moving on. We haven't seen a recovery plan of how the Aes Sedai are supposed to help her achieve getting past that. But if she actually goes into training with somebody like this, that maybe Nynaeve is first interested in learning how to best somebody physically. Right. But that lens learns the mental and emotional component to it. Maybe it helps her unlock some of her blockage sort of so thing. So you think she's yeah. going to run under like, surrender? Like a meditation kind of like leap. I don't see I that ever happening. I, I think I'd maybe, love to. I guess it's hopeful, but. Maybe she hooks up with another eyes to die at some point. I mean, we know she has, I mean, uh, Shanshan, because we know she has a friend that is Shanshan, but, um, you know, her and Sarandran, She's trying to use her essentially to gain knowledge before she splits. Yeah. She doesn't but trust if, her. She thinks what she's if she accidentally something. stumbles into learning from her things she didn't know she could learn from her, and then this relationship builds? I know Kung this, Fu. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Again, this is a lot of hopeful because I'm desperate. Really like Sean Chan Judo versus like Aiel, uh, you know, Muay Thai is clearly what I'm getting from all of this. Yeah. I, I no. guess as a reader, I'm desperate to like find a solution for the naive problem, which is which is her being well, this we amazing, we're in book amazingly four powerful and a half channeler. Like Fourteen, well, yeah, five, five and a half. One, of the, half. one of the questions I actually wrote down was, when was the last time you think that anyone physically disciplined naive? Even as a child, even as a child, like as it like her mother. 
Well, okay, yeah, I'm Gwen. You're right. That did happen. I totally forgot about that. That didn't go well, though. And I'm talking about how, like, she took a punch to the eye, and she's just like, "Yeah, well, you know." And that that tells me like she got her ass beat. Like it wasn't just like she was defeated. It was she kept trying. She kept popping up like a fucking weeble doll. Like weebles wobble, they won't fall down. It just kept knocking her down. It was also had to knock down that reserve. (laughs) But also kept her anger in check. And I mean, she had enough anger where she could channel. And she even mentioned, she's like, I could have ended it with channeling like that. But but that's no good. So there's 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 no victory in that. It's all pride. (laughs) No, there was fear that she'd be discovered. Yeah, but even then, that it too, still takes. But it still takes self control. Like, really. isn't hot had enough to do that in the moment? That's all I meant. Yeah, I don't know. A lot of yeah, wishful thinking on my part. But. I love that, and, uh, that, and that's and that's actually the reason I wrote that down. Is it, I literally wrote down? Do you think anyone has ever physically disciplined Nynaeve before the start of the series? <laughs> I think yeah. off camera, Land might have. It could have been. Oh well, that's a little bit. That that's capital D discipline. That's a whole different. Going right into it, speaking about the fight itself, I really thoroughly enjoyed the actual conversation about how Nynaeve was just like, so yeah, this happened, and then this happened, and then that happened, and the other thing happened, and I don't know why I'm like, I have to blubber to you and tell you everything, but (laughs) the role that Nynaeve is now playing is super hilarious because she went from being like, the badass wisdom to the child in the bunch yeah so different I, I won't say it's refreshing it's very different like i'm i'm still i'm reading it but i'm like caught off guard a little bit like what is going on here <laughs> yeah but you're right total role reversal and then she like gets told off she's like you've really gone too far here and Elaine was like getting on her and She's like, well, she somehow threw me over her shoulder. I got up and I smacked her. Then she knocked me down with her fist. And then I got this eye. And and then, and then, and then, and then. It's like, you got your ass handed to you. Absolutely. And then all of a sudden, you know, you're realizing that you're, I hate to say it, a less than person in this particular situation. And, you know, Nynaeve did choose not to use the power, but I got disconnected again. Darn, hold on. Either way, like her not using the power essentially set her up for failure in that sense. But then also it kind of shows that she's got a lot of learning to do. She's going to really be a force in this book. So I'm, I'm actually more or less concerned about the role she's really going to play. Yeah, it's crazy. Early on, she's like, I won't say a front runner, but she's a very strong character right off the bat. And then the more we get into it, the more books we get into it, the more like she's we realize how emotionally stunted she is or was and like she has a lot of growth she has to work through um so like it's almost like she's moved back and in terms of regression and being able to catch up to the events that are happening so Mm -hmm. yeah i totally recognize that it's it's just weird it's uncomfortable really it's almost like we're watching listening to reading about a whole new character this is not the 90s we started with at all but then you get the flip side. You have Elaine who's like, hey, because I, again, I need walks in and Elaine's looking at something. She hides it real quick. It's like, what are you looking at? What are you doing? She wants to, Nynaeve wants to take the story off of herself. And then she pulls out the IDOM. And then Elaine's like, I think I can make one. 
It's like, wait, what? Why would no, you? No, Nadine's like, why? Why would you want to make another collar? And Elaine's like, no, no, no. So no, no. let me tell you where my mind went first. My mind went first that maybe this doesn't work on men, M E N, but maybe this is the way they get away to help control Rand. Like what that's where my mind went first. Mm. Oh, first, okay. And then the conversation began to evolve in the sense of like, you don't get it. Like, I'm figuring out how to make Angriel and Sangriel and Tangriel. Like this, this oh. hasn't happened in in a ages. A thousand years. <laughs> thousand Explosion. Years. And this... I can see the intricacy. I can see the pattern. So here's her specialty. How huge is this? And God, we we talked in the the last couple of episodes about how some things Jordan just explains in such great detail and you're like, holy cow. Like there's nothing left to the imagination. I could, we're all picturing the same room he just described. And then sometimes he'll just slap you with something. And this is not a small event. Elaine recognizing that she can create these things, not, not no naive, not just the, the necklace. No, that's what I'm, not what I'm talking about. I mean, like in general, the, the, it's it's the Tarangriol. Yeah, and the Sarangriol. She, right. She's, she's saying I can make that's not small. No. Huge. She's like, I can even think I can figure out how they made White Bridge. Yeah, let me drop the H. It's not even huge. It's huge. <laughs> huge. <laughs> and he just sprinkles it in there and then we move on, like with the reading. And I'm like, no, 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 no. If this is true, if she's able to do this. Uh, to say game changer, that's an understatement. I mean, she even I talks mean, she about could create new seals. She could, I didn't even think of that. New seals, <laughs> she can create new swords, new little Buddha figures, hair mic swords, like little put in your pocket, uh-huh. like you know, plus 10 dexterity pieces. Like, <laughs> exactly. she could just turn the world upside down here. Uh, and and how many. Thousands of years has it been since somebody's been able to do this? A thousand. And she just stumbled upon it by looking at it going, eh, I could do that. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Now that goes back to your theory of women to Viren. Like, I know it's not really big in the book. I'm glad the show's going. I'm glad the, the show's show. going that direction, though. It, it should have been in the book. I agree. Mm-hmm. And here we have it. Yeah. And Alan and I, I, whenever Alan and I get together, we can't not talk Wheel of Time. And I'll I'll bring up statements say and I'll so and, I, and I'll and I'll say I'll, I'll tell him I'm like I'm gonna bring this up in the episode and then sometimes I forget. But this conversation we had, um, oh shit, damn the wine. What was I about to say? Uh, <laughs> no idea. We were driving away this topic. <laughs> I said, have you read the chapters yet? <laughs> Something about. I, I said, hey, check out check out the boys three trailer. Um, Hey, wait, Chris, what were you saying? Because you, you we hit it, you hit it, and you reminded me. I mean, the creation of the recreation of the seals was kind of the point that I was making. And oh, no, the Taviran shit. Taviran, yes. Oh, I, no, I reemphasized like how disappointing it would be if all of these other phenomenal characters and they're turning out a lot of them to be female, um, if they're just phenomenal just because the Taviran men near them make them amazing and i don't know if it ever gets i don't know if it's ever told to us that avienda is fucking fantastic because she was near to Viren, or if elaine and nynaeve and Egwene could do what they do because Rand just needed it uh if that's the end of the story 
um, reading it now in 2022, that's disappointing. Well, we know that can't be the case because we know he was a feminist or his wife was a 90s feminist. Like, I'm hoping he at least left it open ended yeah. so that so that at the end we're left to believe, OK, there's the possibility that they were. But at that time, for whatever reason, people can recognize it. So, David, which one did you say became Amelin's seat? <laughs> You're fishing for answers. <laughs> yeah, I've got to try every once in a while. I got to sneak uh, in there. I mean, do you want me to say Rafa or do you want me to just say like not today, sir? <laughs> Which one will it be? Look, uh, I prefer Chris. not today because that implies that it could be tomorrow. <laughs> Alan right, right, right. Like, try me again tomorrow. Ply me with a different drug, and we'll see. Alan, on the other hand, like <laughs> sure, sure. And then four books later, we're like, wait a second. Didn't we bring that up before? And Alan's like, hit, hit elephants circus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just, I just want to point out. I'll say it now. Now's the perfect timing. So I'm looking at his eyes. Um, when David held up the bottle of port, I thought about Chris. Oh no! Look at all that's left. Oh, I thought no. about Chris when he was like, "My gosh, these dark and stormies are delicious," and we we're mixing them with 151. Ah, 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 ah. If y'all don't know about port. Uh, port oh, wine, it's not candy a, wine. Yeah, but not everybody can drink it, and the percentage is well above your average wine. It's up there. Yeah, yeah. Th- this particular one is twenty-one percent. Yeah, mm. it, it was uh, George Washington uh, made his own port. It was, that's why I said you're drinking a very colonial drink. Yeah, um, I was saying he like his is actually still the highest like by like leader sold port in America. Yeah. Like the, yeah. The, the company that was his. Yes. Yeah. So um Nadia changes the subject after all this. Um to talk <laughs> about Galat again. <laughs> um and they realize they're kind of stuck between white cloaks and the mobs from the prophet. Um, and the Forsaken are hunting them and they're they need to get to where this rebel Aes Sedai camp is, and they, they can't remember the name of it. And they just kind of she thinks they need to leave the Menagerie, but that's kind of where we end this chapter. Well, I, so I think this is very interesting, and I I find it hilarious sometimes because I know people that are like this. Elaine's like, we don't have to worry about Glad right now, and I need like, what do you mean? She's like, he won't come anywhere near the menagerie, and it's like, why not? Because he can't stand to see animals caged. <laughs> he can hunt, yeah, he can train them, but he'll never put them in a cage. Mm-hmm. That that's strange, right? Can I can I ask a question of Alan and David? And and I know you're. It, it's probably going to be a read and find out, but maybe there's a. Way I to promise to give the most cryptic answer I can. Okay. So there you but go. But you might you might be able to answer this without answering it. But there's hints of like possibly being able to maybe not like Galad, but like understand and appreciate him. Like look at him and not in a negative light. Is is that is that is that is that true? Is that possible? Is that going to happen? If you recall, even Elaine's first like description of him. He always does what's right. So there will be times what that encompasses is he will be the shiny knight in armor. He doesn't give a shit what it takes to be right. Yeah, he so, sticks to that. Exactly. You, no matter whom it hurts. So and you're going to love him and hate him If it. it helps, and then one out of ten it hurts, he doesn't care. Man, that, that, yeah. I guess that kind of confirms him already feeling. I love the smirk that Alan's giving. You have to watch Alan's smirk. All right. so, yeah. so that's well, how we go, end this chapter. So, love, love, hate. 
Yeah. Any final thoughts about this? We chapter? really need to get that last one. It's the most important one. So let's yeah. do this. Yep. Yep. All right. Chapter 34, a silver arrow. And we have the, the dream ring Ugh. as the symbol. So, yeah. And yeah, we start out with, uh, it's Elaine's turn to cook. Um, and not even thinking about her cooking. Mm. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, everyone always just doesn't eat, you know, when I cook. I don't understand why. <laughs> She's like, I think I'm a pretty good cook. Like, I know. Oh, she's like, I know for a fact I don't sew well. Like, sewing's not my thing. I've never promised to be somebody that's going to stitch your your clothes up. And, you know, there are other things that I don't do well. Like, cleaning's not really my thing. But but cooking, I can do. But for whatever reason, the men just always seem to find an excuse to go elsewhere when I'm cooking. No art, no audio for you, Chris. I just cut it back off. All right, cool. I'm I just got it from Amis. Got reconfigured. Yep, I'm, I've been so, doing it every five minutes. Um, I, I try to be as honest as I can with our audience when we get there. This was not a dull chapter for me, but no. all of all of the lead up. It, it seems like it should have been, I have, right? I have no yeah. comments until we get to where I'll let y'all get there eventually. But yeah. There's a part that was it was it was emotionally draining for me actually. Like this this is the closest I came to like legit tears like it wasn't just allergies uh there's some mm-hmm. intense moments towards the end but the build up in this chapter i, I was just like i was just like okay 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 come on, okay come on, okay yeah and so then, and then, right then, bam right. <laughs> revel in my manly tears I mean, sir so there you go to be real with you i mean you're right but there there are some important moments here that we need to really pay attention to because it speaks to the character and it speaks to their potential ability. Absolutely. So I'm admitting at, how shallow I am. You I didn't recognize Elaine, that. right? Uh, excuse me, Elaine. And I like to cook. I'm, I try my hardest. I'm not the best cook, but I enjoy doing it. I do it because I like to see other people eat and enjoy. Yeah. Elaine likes the process towards perfection. And what yeah. did she just figure out that she can do? She just figured out that she can differentiate the different pieces of an angrel and tangrel and sangrel, and she can break down the mechanics of creating it. She's very meticulous. Yeah, and if she could do that, she better be able to make a bomb ass key lime pie. Exactly. But to the other way around, if she can make bomb ass food, then she must be able to quickly figure out the ingredients or pieces to the puzzle. I love that connect. Are you kidding me? So that's where I, I love that. this. I'm like, you know, the, the food is a metaphorical sense for what we're looking at when it comes to what she's going to do in two or three books when she's creating tools for the group oh. to use. And, it, and it's going to be a, a continuous repetition of, I didn't get this right because I didn't do this. I didn't get this right because I didn't do that. And it's going to get to the point to where she gets so good at it that she's churning out tools that they can use with relative ease and it doesn't put a lot of drain on them it's gonna get to it's it, near perfection it's getting to the point where she takes one sip and then takes like a tiny little pinch of garlic salt and goes pop and, then, and it's amazing it just like clicks <laughs> yeah so naive on the one hand naive can slam you with intensity <laughs> behind one or two things just pure intensity but elaine is learning to hit you with complexity exactly oh and Chris, hey, floaties, David, <laughs> put them on. You're that, drunk. That you're raw, I got the shirt, man. I got a shirt and I got my coat on. 
that Raw and You saw my co-pilot, Charlie. We got Chris this. Is taking us there. I mean, I'm saying, the, the Raw intensity that Nynaeve takes you there with, I mean, she feels like she can cook well. She feels like she does things very well. She's but when she puts salt, confidence. she puts salt. Yes. Salt. She's got all the confidence, <laughs> but it's not really there. And so, <laughs> I Alan's wish I doing the little, little sprinkle thing. And then you copy them like they could see you any better. But uh, but Elaine, to your point, Elaine's like, well, with what I have going on, I need six and a half little like chunks of salt. It's a it's a the, again precision. the complexity precision, and she can work it all together. Oh, that's great. What Chris. we're seeing is we're not seeing a breakdown in Nynaeve's character at all. We're seeing the other two flourish. Hmm. And what we're really seeing is the fact that Anive has a lot of faults that had she never left the two rivers would never have come to light because she was perfect for what they needed her for. What she talks about, I'm good at healing, natural healing. Like, this is what I do. I've learned this skill. That's all I ever needed to do until my world was taken outside of where we are now. And we're not in a place to knock anybody's potential because after saying all this, if there's naive lo- lovers out there, I'm not knocking naive. No. Her potential is still phenomenal. When right? she opens but up the, to her potential. Right. The, her path now to get there, to really achieve it, is, is longer than maybe we thought at the beginning. Yeah. But she'll get there. But right now, the, gosh, my mind's still kind of blown. And how, like, you just say a few words sometimes, Chris, and it just, reshapes my perspective just a little bit on things and i love it you nailed it and then we, yep. we you know we have them enter talanrian or we have yeah and i um, insist, insist on going and i even insist because she's she is still trying to avoid a mm-hmm. we have to put that out there because their last interaction really was <sighs> a little, little 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 touchy very touchy i think their their last <laughs> interaction was was very touchy and again, we're seeing these inadequacies continuously coming out. And we also see that Nynaeve's trying to find some level of importance. She's grasping at straws. She wants to be on top of something again. So like now she's like, I got to figure out where it is we need to go. So at least I can get that little bit of control back. Mm-hmm. And right. she's getting there. Like she's like, Dar, Lard, something. Something, yeah. Something. Sala jalapeno, something like that. <laughs> something, something, yeah. You find so, yourself as the reader, you're trying to scream it at her. You're like, Rah! yeah, I've yeah. done that. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So, Nadie, they, Elaine finally concedes to letting Nadiv go uh, to tell around Riyadh, and Nadiv goes in and finds Brigitte there in the world of Ca- dreams. Captain Hindsight, big mistake. Or- or as um, Zul and I like to insist, Brigitte. Uh, Brigitte. Brigitte. Let's just say this, by the way. What does she show up in? That sexy ass red dress. Mm-hmm. Who's she really mm. thinking about, guys? The bell Let's bottoms. talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about me and I. Let's talk about all the oh, things. Oh, shit. That's the remix. Baby. Let's, Let's talk about it. sex. So he needs to write it. We need Chris <laughs> to just base. <laughs> and then uh alan ian and i will give the higher harmonies and is this where we have that moment where we see a little bit of uh 
<laughs> By the way, differentiating in the book. I mean, I just want to point out, Alan. Oh, sorry. Sorry, Chris. My bad. No, you're good. No, what did you say? I missed you entirely. I was saying that um, is this where we're seeing a little bit of gender differentiation because Brigitte's looking awfully hard. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh. Hmm. I was oh, going right, to say, yes. like, between like between the fact that like you know Brigitte's so popular, it's just one of those things where it's like. I mean, are we just going to just accept that this is just, you know, and all be all ultimate woman? And the answer is yes. So, <laughs> well, you got to remember. Ultimate woman of Wheel of Time is Birgitta. And I challenge any Wheel of Time fan to tell me otherwise. Just just from where we're at right now in the books, Birgitta has been in the fight. For it has literally nothing time. to do with anything except the fact that she's just literally Pat Benatar and um, Stevie Nicks. Fuck. Stevie Nicks and I'm forgetting one other person. She's just three hmm. rockers together. She's just the Joplin. coolest. Basically, the uh, Pat Benatar. That's what I'm missing. The coolest chick you've ever met. <laughs> Basically, is what Birgitta is, and everything from personality to strength to just badassery. Yeah. Let's take let's take away the coolest chick part. Take away the chick part. So. Oh sure, was, sure, sure. My bad, please. What What I was about to say was she's been in this fight for so long, but like, how long has she been spun out? You're right. She She also still. I mean, she's still a woman, and she still has her love life with somebody she's loved over and over again for many reincarnations, whatever you want to call it. But she's also still been fighting the fight, and there was a little nuanced part where even Nynaeve recognizes her ability to chat with the ladies and then immediately turn on fight mode and when it's time to be serious be serious and Nynaeve mm-hmm. was like I actually like this ver- version of her more when she's like super serial fighting the mm-hmm. fight and I don't know so you're right in that she's basically you explained right exactly now, what I was trying to say in far better terms <laughs> right now the, like the coolest I could say female character but one of the coolest characters we've run into and her ability to be uh, layered like an ogre, like a like an onion. Like an onion. They've, got, they've got layers, you know. Yeah, it's right. delicious things on the goddamn planet. Yeah, no, pretty cool. So, anyways, <laughs> I jumped around no. a lot there, but yeah, could you do the story? Yeah, so meets with um, um with naive naive, and uh, first thing she says is like, "Found her. I found my Gideon." Yeah, I, I know where she is. Right away, I thought that was I, a setup. I could take her to you to her. First, and, I thought, oh, Chris thinks it's a setup. That's worth noting. I didn't think it was a setup. No, so I at first, so much, I, I thought it was more getting. I thought she had tracked down Brigitte. Oh, okay. taking Brigitte's place. It was like, yes, follow me into my web. I was like, no, no. As a reader, I was that, like, panicked. I was like, don't do it. Don't because we know the last time that they interacted, Brigitte had already like semi trapter mm-hmm. and um Egwene and she knew yeah. that they were after her and she knew they were watching and she was looking for them so I was like damn she did it like she killed Gosh. Brigitte and she's taking her place and now she's gonna get Nynaeve and Nynaeve can't channel at will so and they're not supposed to be able to channel in the dream for real anyway they're supposed to use different tools here and in my mind I'm like oh here it goes Mm-hmm. Here we're about to lose our first main character. About to find out. About Moment of consolidarity out. with other first-time readers out there that are pacing themselves with us. If you feel like it's impossible to trust anyone, you're not wrong. 
Uh, yeah. even, th even this many books in, these guys have the benefit of reading the whole series and they know how things might play out. But true, true, we do. Chris, initially when you said that, I was like, there's no way. No, I don't see that. But then your explanation, I'm like, and then no, you watch pretty Ian much and, and I at. just stone face you and you're like, well, damn. Do you ever see that uh, that video of like uh, dad, a, a dad and his kid like on there on the ladder uh, for like a slide and he's like, all right, fall back into my arms and the kid like falls back and the dad just like walks away and lets the kid fall. He goes, rule number one, trust no one. Right. <laughs> <laughs> How many books are we in? And that is still the case. So Chris, you're totally like right in. Meanwhile, thinking that initially, a... like, how do you trust anything that's going now, on? How? You're right. And it's it would have well. been the perfect setup. If, if this was Martin, that would have been the story. Oh, yeah. Martin would, would have already had, like, had to announce three books at once, or we would have given up on him. Like, yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> also, people would have gotten like slaughtered, but you know, it's. We're, we're not there yeah, yet. Yeah, you know, it would have had like, you know, who knows how, how long Loyal would have lasted. And we all could have lost Loyal forever. By the way. Loyal's with editing his with Perrin. <laughs> I know. It like right Perrin. now he's, in he's real life. Two rivers. Yeah, he's, he's documenting the honeymoon. He's documenting the honeymoon. You know, so he's, first of all, he's like like you know, you know fucking file is making him sketch it. Uh, <laughs> I just want to update you on his actual whereabouts today. Oh, shit. Yeah, you would know. Um, so came back to Virginia. First thing I did, obviously, was visit Loyal. And like I said, uh, Alan and I talked about this, so I should share it with the group. Yeah, he's doing fantastic. He's doing a few edits to some future books. Um, but because, you know, this is the this is actually this big moment. Uh, first time I'm staying with Meredith at her place while her kids are here. Those of you that know with the whole blended family relationship thing, that's a huge first step. And we invited Loyal and Meredith has met him and he's obviously he's fucking cool with it. But Loyal was like, no, no, uh, you, you should establish your relationship and boundaries with the children and then mm -hmm. I'll come meet them. And yeah, he's yeah. totally right. So just y'all know. Yeah, like Good dude. Yeah, yeah. He's chilling. Uh, Alan needs to come visit you in the next couple of days. He said oh, he, could nice. walk there. he could walk there. No big deal. So he awesome. might, he well, might yeah, do I mean, that the next episode. He can run here. Yeah. Probably faster than my car. Yep. Anyway, so, yeah. So, um, yeah, Benev agrees to go check out the Forsaken, or at least Mogedian, and it ends up being a bunch of Forsaken. It's the five Forsaken again. They're all gathered around. Now, why is Mogedian watching them from up high? Mogedian, excuse me. Mogedian, yeah, um, you said yeah. it right. Um, why she... Like, Why so she we have them? our four talking in a circle. Mm -hmm. She's at a level above them watching them. She's talk. a watcher. And then she's a spider. Yeah, but someone's got to watch the watchers. Is she and really that's what that we're afraid doing. Afraid that they're going to come at her, or does she not want them to know that she's really paying attention to what's going on? That like, one. what? what's the deal? Like, what was your thought? I've always got the vibe from her and the way she's described that she's a spider. And then the way you see this playing out, that's her power. That's her strength. She knows things that nobody else thinks she should know. She can work her way around this world, this dream world better than most. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but like you said, she, she wants to watch without them knowing that they're being watched. And that, that gives her power. That gives her uh, future moves, you know? 
she's she's playing chess and they're playing checkers. That's true. Mm-hmm. Is she really capable of that though? Is she really smart enough? I mean, I know up until now it seems her. so. Yeah, I guess so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what do you think about the conversation that the four are having? I know they can only get bits and pieces of it, but obviously they're they're plotting and and quibbling amongst themselves. The fact that Mogadian is watching rather than participating. Or we just, yeah. Well, like, it's like a, why do you think that would be the case? She's the least trusted of the bunch and she's the least powerful. Do you think it has anything to do with power? Do you think it all has to do with like standing? Standing. If it was, well, no, if it was standing, she'd be mo- more overt with it. She's being covert with it. Uh, I have intentionally declined to be part of certain meetings, but I have intentionally set close enough to a door where I can hear what's going on and See, knowledge that's a really interesting point yeah knowledge knowledge is power knowing what their moves are so you can remember well remember why am I lecturing you you know more than me about this but like the vibe we're getting right now all the forsaken they're not working towards the same end goal or maybe they are but they're all being selfish about it and that they want to be the last man standing so everybody's playing against everybody. And um, so Lanfear has the strategy of she's good with, she's a people person, damn it. Why can't you see that? So she works the relationships like one-on-one and she plays people against each other. She plays Forsaken against each other. And she's trying to get Rant's head and that's Less about Mog, like about Lanfear and more about Mogadian. And right, like, do but, you think that she does the same thing? But no, Mogadine's strategy is more the I'm. I just want to see what everybody else is doing, so I can I, I can work my plan on that. That's so like cool. she can work her plan around that. Like she she's she doesn't risk running into any of them head on. Uh, she's able to do her thing and let them kind of fight amongst themselves. Well, I mean, like you said, out. the spider, right? She's trying to so pull people cool. into the trap, and then we see the other four who are having a very direct approach. Like they have a plan. Yeah. Now they're talking about a he. They don't specifically state Rand, but we can mm-hmm. assume. Because yeah, they mentioned he has a teacher Rand. now, which is right. Yeah. right. Obviously, yeah. And so, yeah, he's got a teacher now. Is you know, he may not be worth much, but he's giving him something. So, like, who's our bait? Is the first question. Is that the one with the queen? What is that man's name? Ravine. Ravine. So, like. He, we know that the focus for Rand <laughs> Get is up on, on me. I was at Ravin. <laughs> and so with the focus being on Ravine, we now have the other three like having the opportunity to take advantage of that situation and really jump him. I mean, that's really what it is. You, you bait tactic and then you jump. You lure him mm-hmm. in and once he's surrounded, you take him out. And we know the other one has the the capacity. He's got the thirteen, so he Samuel? can. Yeah, Ishmael has the thirteen. You saw Samuel or Samuel, yeah. Mm-hmm. So he has the power to essentially control Rand. Mm-hmm. So that's really the goal: is they want to use the power of the thirteen to shift Rand to the dark side. Yeah. Except Elaine's going to find a way to bind themselves to him remotely with her newly formed. Triangrials that gives Rand more power than he should when he uh, faces the thirteen, and they're going to be surprised at the fact that he's able to overcome. But it's because he has help. It would be a Songrial because it's so powerful. It's so <laughs> powerful. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I always forget. I saw powerful. These angry Aiels throw me off all the time. 
Yeah. So, um, so, uh, I mean, they, after this scene, they don't stay long because obviously they don't want to be spotted by five forsaken because that would be disastrous. Um, uh, rightfully so. So, uh, Brigitte pulls them back away, back to the wagons. So, I mean, we, we now have a greater concept of what they're trying to do. Like it's bait tactic. Mm-hmm. We know it works well. We know that Rand's headed in that direction. We know he doesn't exactly have a full-on plan put together. We know he doesn't have the mystical protection that he needs. We know that he's got the physical, all the physical protection he needs. But unless he can learn how to <laughs> combat women channeling. He's got to team up with somebody. He's got to. And like, what do, you, what do you do if you're practice. in his place? Yeah. Now, here's the other thought. Because there's another character that we've been sleeping on for a while. Matt. Mm. I ain't sleeping on him. I I just don't know what the fuck he's going to do. (laughs) He hasn't been sleeping on Matt. There's no way. I've been thinking, like, okay, so Matt now has this plethora. Is that the right word? Plethora of knowledge? Indeed. Mm -hmm. A plethora of knowledge. Indubitably. Indubitably. As an English major, I'll he's say got, you are inconceivable. He's got a spear like no other, so he can pokey pokey with the best of them. It ain't no short spear. It ain't no short yeah, spear. Yeah, we, we didn't do that. The tip is please huge. let this be a normal field trip. <laughs> The with tip the is phrase, huge. no way. The tip is huge. And then he's got a talisman that we know at least protects him from female the, channelers. The female channelers. Mm-hmm. Will it protect him against all? Is the question. I what I really would like for him to do. He asked is to have Rand shoot a small little something at him. Like wait just, a minute, just a little something at Max to see if it doesn't. If it does not protect him against male channelers, then Robert Jordan fucked up because Rand said, I'm done with Aes Sedai. He didn't Sedai. say female Aes Sedai. Yeah, he said, I'm done with Aes Sedai. Matt, I don't yeah. want him to Which would have been back in the day, both genders, right. you're saying. And right. they gave him something that would protect him from Aes Sedai. Mm-hmm. And, and that's male and female. Yeah. So I want it. I want the theory tested. Oh, yeah. Me too. Me too. What sure. I can see happening is them getting the jump on Rand and Matt saving Rand. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, right when Rand is about to die, you hear, can't touch the stand. And Matt comes in with parachute pants with that little shuffle dance. Then hits him with a tip. Who's going to die? Which one of the Forsaken is going to die? I mean, all of them eventually, but, except Landfear. <laughs> Landfear marries Rand. Well, I mean, all have a life expectancy of eighty, according to Ian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, so after all this, like I said, he takes them, takes her back away, and they're talking about like, well, at least no one saw us. And as soon as she says that, it's like, you mean we didn't see you? <laughs> Turns around, and it's Magedian right there. Ooh, yeah. <sighs> and she's the, like, this is just. That Maybe. threw me completely for a loop too when I read that. Right. As like Lanfear was the one hit. She's like going through the different people. And then you hear the, in the background, yeah, um, Grendel, or I said that all wrong, is devious. Grendel. Voice said, but not devious enough. And Brigitte didn't even have time. I love this scene. It's like Brigitte world, silver bow coming up, silver arrow almost flying to notch. 
and abruptly hurling 30 paces through the moonlight to crash against Nynaeve's wagon so hard that she had bounced five and lay in a crumpled heap. She reacted like that. And that's how quick Mogadine reacted as well. She mm -hmm. literally tossed this warrior to the side. Mm -hmm. Like the arrow effort. It's Free not going to do anything yeah. to him. And then at the same time, she's already blocked, remember blocked uh, yeah. shielded Nadeve because Nadeve goes to try to. Real skill. Like I, I really thought she was much less of a person or a channeler. Mm -hmm. But to be this, able the to spider, remember, mm -hmm. she wasn't just looking down. She knew what was looking at her in order for her to do what she did, including blocking Nynaeve. She had to see it ahead of time. It wasn't she turned around, saw it, and they both went after the power at the same time. Now, Mogadine turned around already knowing what her moves were. She knew what was happening to her. Mm -hmm. I know the book doesn't and say I that, but there's no other way she could have had a jump like that. Yeah, and even if it were the case, I had other questions. You just hammer her into the ground, and she would never have gotten away, ladies and gentlemen. Exactly. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So, anyways, yeah. So she, it whether it be that I feel the shift coming while I'm sailing because I let the hairs grow out of the back of my neck, and she anticipated it, I, or or maybe I, she set all of this up, or maybe she knows that Br Brigitte has been following mm -hmm. her, and she's waiting for that moment that Brigitte brought somebody else with her to make it happen. But this was a trap. This was a spider trap. This was, that's yeah. what I feel. Oh, you talking about the hair, the hairs in the back of your neck, you know, okay. like when you're, when you're sailing in the middle of the night and it's completely pitch black and all of a sudden like that shiver comes across. So, you know, to adjust the sails oh, before you know, it that, even hits. that, you know, that the storm's coming, you don't even see it yet. Like there's a squall yeah. coming. Like you'll be sailing pitch black and all of a sudden you shiver. It's like, ring the bell, all hands on deck, all hands on deck, get real fast, real fast. Wake up, everybody. And they get up and they're like, nothing's going on. And you're like, it's about to, about to go <laughs> Just, down. Yeah. <laughs> everybody get ready. Yep. So that's just how I feel with you guys at this point when I'm like floundering with you. So when you're fondling with us, yeah. well, yeah, that too. But I said floundering, but yeah, fond wow. fondling as well. I mean, <laughs> yeah. damn. So just so you know, uh, the first time Alan was like, hey, let's do Zoom, Chris and I did, we backed the camera up so it was full body shots. But because mm -hmm. Alan said we couldn't post the fondling, we're, we only do from the nipples up. Yeah. yeah. Like, and I that's why. What that's why, cut off nipples up? That is well, like that's why Chris only see, censorship. Yeah. You only see Chris's head because he can't stop touching his nipples right now. Yeah. He is nipple touching. Well, oh, now I'm touching my own nipples, and like, does that disqualify me from <laughs> yeah. my own? Like, damn. <laughs> all right, Alan, where are we at? All right, all right, all right. Yeah. So yeah, so Brigitte gets thrown against the wagon. Nadine gets shielded. Just uh, and fucked up. Yeah. Then they have this conversation um, where McGettian's just like, "I could kill you, but that 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 won't be fun." Semicolon, no. however, comma. Yeah. Not uh, finished yet. Yeah, it won't be fun. I have other plans for you. And then uh, starts talking about, you know, making her into a horse and all this other great stuff. And, you know, riding um, her until she becomes glue. Mm -hmm. So pretty much. So first time reader, we're at this point, all the thoughts rushing through my head. One, can't stand Morgidian, like in the more or whatever her name is, the more she speaks, the more it just frustrates me. And then I'm angry at myself because I thought for a moment with their last interaction that Nynaeve could totally overpower her, no big deal. But did Nynaeve get lucky or 
was that allowed to happen for like future strategical purposes? Oh, and she then I, smart. And, well, well, I the first time I get him, caught a little off guard. This time she's completely prepared. So. Yeah, totally prepared. <laughs> and then Nynaeve, I'm thinking, why did you not like, how were you so full of yourself that you didn't listen to the wise one saying, you have no fucking clue what you're doing here. Yeah. Like, and if you run into somebody who knows what they're doing, so the wise ones could just, they, they, they could change clothes on somebody, no big deal, but they can manipulate no big deal to these guys. And like, I, I would think that everybody should assume, uh, what's her name? Morgidian? Morgidian? Mm-hmm. Everybody should assume that she's able to manipulate things better in the dream world or wherever the fuck they are better than the wise ones because she's been doing it for so long. She's forsaken. She's made. Anyways, Nynaeve was just very naive mm-hmm. and thinking that she could even approach her in this realm and have a chance. And she had plenty of warning. People try to warn her. The wise ones, even though they're cocky, they try to warn her. So I'm pissed at Nynaeve too. And yeah. it's just so much about this situation. I'm disappointed. I'm angry. I'm like, I'm, I'm a problem solver. I want to fix it, but I don't even fucking know how. Like, yeah, this, this is where I start to, I, I mentioned earlier, where like I got emotional about it. I'm like, oh my gosh, like one of our characters is actually fucked. Yeah. Like there's no good way out of this. Yeah. So anyways. But then Brigitte starts to, Brigitte starts to stir behind her and that's when Nadine little keep, did they know yeah Navi keeps on getting talking as and i think was it mcginnon's about to like i guess lay a weave or do something to her and then all of a sudden you know the arrow blossomed out of her chest as brigitte fired missed the heart Got her. didn't kill her though it missed was a quick it was an assumption that brigitte may be dead or maybe severely injured mm-hmm. and when she put that arrow right through her i thought Yes, finally, another one bites the dust. Goodbye, Forsaken. Mm-hmm. Like, that was my first instinct. You see right away, like, all of her, you know, calm goes away. Her weaves go away. We have power flowing through the system again. And you just think, all right, we're going to handle her right now. Like, this is the end. And all of a sudden, she just up and goes. Yeah, she Nobody runs. Stops Wait, she, out of there. Who, who did the first arrow go through? The first one? Yeah. The very, very first one? That, uh, all right, somebody open their book because I put mine down because my eyes aren't working because so I'm drunk. Oh no, look at him. I, I thought, open the book. I thought, and okay, I could be way off. I, I've been really distracted. I thought uh, her first arrow hit Nine. No, I don't think so. No? Okay, so I imagine that. So her first arrow hit Mogadi. Yeah, Mo- Mogadi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. I always said Mogadian because Mugetian. I just didn't know Dick about pronunciation yeah okay well, not no, gonna it's, lie. it's, it's i think i think it is mogedian but uh but, really but, 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 but oh, kramer wow. but kramer score and, for 12 year old david god but damn. kramer and <laughs> ready pronounce it uh, uh score Dean, for 12 year old david hot damn okay i thought i thought uh okay well that changes the way i was thinking about this so we breezed over it but the things uh mogedian was telling nynaeve and how she was going to control her and what she was going to do I thought the first shot was to Nynaeve, uh, and I thought it was kind of one of those, uh, you she know, mercy it. shots. Not necessarily a, a mercy kill, because she wasn't trying to kill her, but she was trying to do something enough to break right. the, yeah. the, um, the, the compulsion, break, break her free mm-hmm. from what was going on. But apparently I'm wrong in that. 
Yeah, because they were about to lay down some compulsion. That right, <laughs> like literally, that was the next step. Like was next you step. would have been right if not. Is basically, right. and don't feel wrong because, yeah. or don't feel bad because that's literally how tons of fans felt for a lot of years. David, yeah. David, I've been wrong about so much shit my entire life. Being wrong, and you feels don't normal. All right, so maybe you guys haven't <laughs> actually gone back, and the two of you, like, this has nothing to do with spoilers as far as like what you guys have already done. Have you guys never gone back, and the two of you just assess what you got right? Oh, so we've harassed Alan a couple times because for, like, it has been an one steak dinner. Third percentage, like yeah. I've been keeping track. There's at least one steak dinner. There is also a uh, a very vague "you can do what you want to me" thing yeah. that <laughs> we need to discuss later. That right. happened earlier that, on. That's so. that Jordicon baby. Right. So, like, there's very clearly, like, all right, there's more to this than meets the eye. We're saving the price. Look, if if Tom and Moraine actually even just kiss one time, swear to God, <laughs> Alan is going to wine and dine Chris for a week straight. Why, why am I? Look at, that. Look at <laughs> that. That's a promise, Chris. You hear that? Why, why not Ian wine, wine and dine? Oh, I'm going to be there too. But Chris you're still wine and dine. He's just immediately like booking the most expensive <laughs> restaurants. <laughs> uh anyways so anyways, yeah all right so she didn't shoot naive. that actually yeah. changes things in my head but yeah but but, but still pretty cool mcgetty is wounded she flees naive wakes up crying thinking that brigitte's dead brigitte's dead um oh, thinking wait no no he said thinking that brigitte is dead alan just yeah. spoiled us no what i was gonna say is we don't know what happened to brigitte yeah. because think about it she has been part of the pattern and all of a sudden, she's ripped from it. What do you guys think that means for her? Mm. We don't know how she was removed. We know that if she was finger blasted. It erases her. Basically, like her but finger she blasting finger her, blasted. like moved her away from the natural progression of just like being born or whatever. Mm. So she's very much like, I am not on my right path. What's happening? Like, mm. she's got to hey. find her way back or else she'll be reborn, just something different. Or maybe this time she comes back, but now she's be older than her boy toy. But remember, she's like kind of mixing it up. I mean, like, I don't know. Like, based on what we see, like, we're talking like anywhere from 25 to 35, just because women are awesome. So, like, (laughs) but 30, but waiting into when you translate that to a really awesome blonde, that's all we know. She's really badass blonde. That's all we know. Yeah. Yeah. So anything from all this before we switch point of views? No. Uh, uh, so read the book. We we grazed over it. The interaction between Nynaeve and Mogadine and then Burgundy saving the, the day and Nynaeve weeping over the bow. It's it's all very intense. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I, I was totally sober when I listened to it and then read it. And that is one of the more emotional parts of, of the books that I've read so far. Yeah. So, and the section really fits it. in with, yeah, with what you was just saying. I mean, think about it because we've established that Nynaeve, based on like by their own interactions, Nynaeve and Mug and Mogadian and Mogadine are on par with each other. So, whatever yeah. Mogadian can do, if Nynaeve is watching it, she's got a decent chance of doing it because remember her power, like her super, like special power is, yeah, she sees something. She can, she can replicate it. Anything yeah. you can so do. So she better. watches someone who has so much more experience than her do things. 
So yes, naive is literally the only like response to an actual forsaken at that point, which is really interesting. Yeah. She just has to get an edge on them. Like, yeah. Right. And that, and, that, and that's shown in this chapter when Ma Gideon wraps her the fuck up. Yeah. 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 Chaos here. All right. Anything He's like, else? I got the drop oh. on you. So. Yeah. So anything else we missed? Oh, um, do you think that the uh, plan of the other Forsaken that uh, uh, Magi is watching, the plan to link together to overpower Rand, do you think that has any chance of succeeding? Or do you think that they are just going to fight too much? Yes. Yes. I think As of right now, yes. Yeah. I definitely think it could indeed succeed. Um, the issue is going to be the balance struggle power struggle after the fact right i i've always found that this is a very interesting series where like unlike harry potter where you are given like an example of where the power comes from comes from the enemy so i i feel like right now Rand. so one their their plan could totally work but it's mm-hmm. mostly because rand is still in this mode of uh i know more i know better there's something he read when he was in tear whatever and he's still going it alone he's not really sharing his plan with anybody he's not really trusting anybody but if Rand can bring more people into his circle of trust the circle mm-hmm. of trust then um he definitely has a great chance he might get lucky with this tuberness that all these people work for his benefit even though he's not trusting them but that's a stretch could happen but Rand Rand <laughs> can't do it by himself yet we're not at the, we're not yeah. at the last book where maybe he can, but now he needs more people to be able to defend himself. He's not there. I, I just want to say, like, maybe this has been brought up like to a lesser extent before, but I just want to say, like, maybe in a way to bridge this, like, Chris, I've never heard someone who like knows high fantasy able to give like such well, like everything that you say comes from a place of obvious intellect and experience whereas someone like ian nothing doesn't come from intellect experience it totally does but it's coming from a whole different wall of experience it's like if you read i got I, all right hmm, this is gonna be really weird i got I, I was in a really weird experience where i got to read wheel of time at the same time i read um lord of the rings and at the same time Ooh. i had an older brother who was a veteran an old brother who was the brother of a veteran and they both made me read it and it was basically like i got to understand it from both the subject of the soldier and the civilian and they yeah. really hardcore made me learn that and they're both 20 plus years older than i am and i thank them every day for that and it's one of those things where it, it just made me realize how different cultures are and i don't know it- how love different guys. perspective is exactly exactly like life experiences are and exactly. this might be the alan we can move on after this this might be mm-hmm. the first time i've said it but like well i have somewhat of a uh well military experience that affects my perspective i have a very unique military experience that very few people have uh i live vicariously through a lot of other people especially my chaplain assistant years uh, in what I do now, it's just, it's so totally different, but I also work closely enough with those people that uh, we talked about a lot early on when Alan was preaching about uh, Jordan's military experience and how it might've affected the way he wrote and his perspective on things. Mm -hmm. So 
while I can see a lot of the similarities and a lot of the uh, uh, things he draws from that experience, uh, even, even I am looking at it from the third person or not third person, but vicariously through other people's experiences. And mm-hmm. yeah, I, I appreciate it, but it's, it's not always because I've been there, done that. It's because I know people that have been there, done that. So you having the family, if they've talked to you about it, uh, could be a very similar, you know, perspective from what I have. Yeah. Anyway. All right. So moving on to this, yeah, yeah, moving on to this last part, Leandrin. um, Yeah. uh, Leandrin, that's Leandrin's point of view, a wounded, bleeding Megedian comes into the bedroom uh, running. She demands Chesmal, who's a, a yellow, well, really yellow. Heal yellow me one. now. Yeah. Heal me. Yeah. yeah. Um, to heal her. And, uh, and Chesmal does. Uh, heals her. Uh, but, disappointing. But, what do you say? That was very disappointing. Oh, it sounds like Chris would have been in Leandrin's camp. I was. I 100%. I'm not going to lie to you. There's no, no excuse for being in Leandrin's camp, but you go ahead and make the your point. First, <laughs> the first thing <laughs> I thought was... No, you think about it from the perspective of not just Leandrin, but hold on. Hear me out. So I'm with my boys and we're promised the fortune. We're promised fame and glory and we're not, we're going to get it. And then in walks Putin and he's like, hey, <laughs> you ain't getting it. It's all mine. What I'm going to go do? take shit. What would you do? Hopefully oh, you and your boys him? would stop him. All right. I'll say this. I do so successfully. Can I say? Can I I say something? Like what you do legally, and then what happens in your instincts? Maybe, maybe my negative judgment towards Leandrin stems from my insomnia and the amount of time I've spent watching Discovery Channel late at night. (laughs) Uh, It sounds random, but hear me out. No, no, not not History Channel. The Lions. Thank you. The Lionesses. Leandrin, she made the mistake of trying to get a coalition of people to help her overtake McGideon after she had her ass slapped and beat around and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But you mentioned Lions, Chris, and those late night Discovery channels fucking oh, yeah. shows when I'm trying to sleep and it's like the lion's about to get taken out. Do you know when the lion? <laughs> you know when the lion is the most the most vicious it's not when he's the most powerful no, and best that, fed that line is there to kill of- you you know that right that line is there to kill you <laughs> that last moment the last fight that a lion gives when he hasn't been eaten well he knows he's the outcast he knows he's about to go down there is no fucking lion that has ever just laid down looked at the next line to take his place and said go ahead and clamp my throat but fucking do you know why the lion the, the lion injured one no but when they're injured when they're yeah. when they're down and out, when everybody else is counting them out, I've watched the videos. They lose their fucking mind. Their last fight is their best goddamn fight ever. Uh, and I actually have read like um, like uh, Isuzu um, last testimonies that were written, and it all yeah. came down to shoving their fist in a lion's mouth. Literally all of them. <laughs> Literally the, la- all of them. the last ditch <laughs> effort of a fighter. And, and actually, they, some of them grab the tongue, twist it, and pull. Yes. But so to that point, the last-ditch effort of a fighter. Exactly. Yes. Mo- Mogadine, we look at her as a spider, and she's working behind the scenes. But when it comes down to it, push comes to sho- shove, 
This woman's gonna fight. Yeah, but like and yeah, my Leandrin try to take her on one on one. Leandrin's like, and then what happened to Leandrin Leandr afterwards? Goes, because I'm that is all relevant. I got. I'm, I'm a because I actually I want to talk about this. I, the only reason I want to talk about this like this is because um, I feel like we, like as a podcast, we get distracted by the openings and the endings. But I want to actually talk about the central part where they go to Leandrin. You want to talk and, about about the meat? Yeah, mm -hmm. we're like, yeah, uh, we're uh, talking uh, about the meat here. Where uh, Rocky is all like, "You fucking heal me right now, or I'm dying." And they're like, "Okay, we're fucking heal you. Calm down." <laughs> She's just like, "Oh my god, I can't believe she did this to me." And then everyone's like, "Are you sure? Are you sure? You know, Luke Theron's back. Like, are you are you really surprised?" <laughs> yeah. So, like, yeah. for for me, it was more along the lines of like, "This is your absurd you." your usurper this is the person who is taking your glory taking your potential mm -hmm. you know awesomeness the the money the power the fame like here she has served you on a silver platter like you can just let her bleed out mm -hmm. you don't have to do anything you're right hold on none of them would have the conscience to do that correct lack thereof and saying this i'm going to compliment you and i know this isn't who you are but let's just look at where we are physically right uh -huh. let's say you took over the wheel reads and i was pissed about it and blah 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 and i'm leandrin and you're mogadi right uh-huh if you were bleeding out from a severe wound but you still had enough in you for one more good punch one more good squeeze one more good fuck you up what chance do i have even if i'm in my prime i have none yeah, no, but as far as scientific again, is concerned, no. It's just as far as, as like easy, blood in the water is concerned, no. You're it's fucked. just you're right. as easy to for those women to have done nothing. Like she needed to. She it would needed require to running away and let her right. and yeah. let her fizzle out. Exactly. But even being in the same room and making a, a decision to do nothing puts you at risk. If I'm in the same room yeah. as you and you are going to make your last ditch effort to survive, I'm at risk. My best effort is to not fucking be there. So I just, I, mean, I think, I think Leandro and Miss like, Oh, you need me to heal say. you? Sure, I'll heal you. Yeah. I would lay hands on you, and I would have increased the size well, of that. No, that's what Leandro tries to do. She, yeah. uh, no, she no, but that was now. What do you healed. guys think? But, it was but others, others was weren't ready to help her. Though, Alan, that's the problem. Yeah, that's the problem. Yeah. Yeah. Had, I actually had a question about all of this. Hit it. What do you Full guys time. think? Like, um, so clearly. The Forsaken are nothing compared to our girls from Edmonds Field. So basically, Following it's you. always great to see like a comparison where like everyone is just cowering for McGillian. And then, you know, Nynaeve is like, yeah, I beat that bitch once. I'll beat her again. And, <laughs> like, even, and even when Nynaeve was she losing. She crosses my path, whatever. <laughs> yeah. No, it's very heartfelt. Even when Nynaeve was losing to her, she was talking smack. Like it makes me feel good. And it had nothing jazz. to do with power. It had everything to do with training. And you got that from the argument. How oh, true. True. Mm -hmm. Because Vagadian just... is is an ancient, ancient being. Whereas yeah. Nynaeve just learned her powers basically yesterday. So to match against somebody who knows their shit, it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> I I just know, look, I, I just know people in survival mode. I, I, Chris has shown nothing but love to me. I've got nothing but love for him. But right. if I was in a room with Chris and he was 
last ditch, like he had to survive. He had to give it all he has. On my best day, I would be in a lot of trouble. Well, right, because in order to like, you and I would have the same factor where like, in order to like jab like a pin into his juggler, we'd have to jump like six inches in the air to do it. But his his reach has me. I'd never make it. I'd be six inches short. Right, I mean like we're- (laughs) And he would stop me. Right. Like so, you're five seven, I'm five eight. We're in the same boat here. <laughs> let me put this out there. Anybody who thinks Leandrin had a chance no. <laughs> and was making a good decision, go ahead and email us at thewheelreads.com. <laughs> right that literally is a person who is no, like, I yeah, worked yeah, at a well, well, and and I feel like I can handle we'll the monkey exhibit. That's what that was. <laughs> If people want to make that argument, I will personally engage you on any of those platforms. It's not to argue. It's just I want to know maybe there is a justification for what Leanne did. Alan, we have to actually talk about this because maybe there's actually a market being made for people who pretend to be talking about real time. I'm saying had those three actually decided to work cohesively, Mm -hmm. do you think, Ian, that they may have won? In the moment where she absolutely, came back, but it, she's bleeding out. But that conversation and that agreement and that trust would have happened needed to happen before. So yes, if they well, were all on the same page before to escape. Yes, but by the exactly. Time, yeah, by we're the all time Leandrin made her move, she already saw someone to attempt to heal. She had not built any uh, trust. She hadn't built any uh, 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 coalitions with anybody. She was all on her own there. Yeah, I just, I'm telling you. I would not, uh, I've come across a, uh, sorry for people that love animals, but it happens in nature. We didn't, we didn't make this happen, but I came across a raccoon that was uh, older and starving. I could, see the like, I, could, I could see the ribs on it. This is at my dad's house. And uh, we've had That's to deal with, we'd, ha- we'd have to deal with uh, raccoons and uh, possums before. And this particular one, because he was so sickly and struggling so much, everyone's like, this will be easy. And I was like, no, this is the one you need to fucking watch out for. This is the one that will leap at your face in the last second and claw your fucking eyes out. And I wasn't wrong. Nobody lost an eye. But because of my warning, uh, that raccoon was subdued. There's just, I, I don't know. I, I keep going yeah. back to it. Leandra no, did not watch Discovery Channel she, late it, at night. She, <laughs> she missed the, par- the perfect opportunity. Because they hadn't had a game plan put together to begin with. That I was I going back to the original statement. I just had hoped. Yeah. There was hope. Sure. I will say that, like, I. Okay, so, I, what do you. Yeah. What so. do you guys think about the punishment? Um, you know, wraps her up in weaves and ties her so intricate of a knot that she'll never be able to channel. I knew that was going to happen. Yeah. Obviously, right might like, be down with it. Good. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> oh. I, I knew yeah. right away that was going to happen. She's a hair puller. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I mean, clearly she like likes yeah. that. So she here's likes. my other thought: Who do we know that has now begun to understand the intricacies of weaving? Cool. The one so, that thinks that she could maybe build a song reel or time right. reel, or so Elaine. But she's not the only one. But specifically recently, specifically her, right yes. now, Elaine. So I actually had a quick question for you guys about that. Do you think that it was incredibly stupid for Nynaeve to follow uh, Brigida into the world of dreams in that last time where Brigida was kind of just marked or do you think that she was just basically following what needed to be done <sighs> Nynaeve did what she was going to do right what she was going to do in I this situation okay. 
I like I said it before. I wish, and I'll take Chris's. But there was hope that maybe she would listen to the wise ones. That she would take warning. But but we knew she wasn't. Basically, what I yeah. She's still learning that humility. She's still learning what we know as the reader that she actually has as powerful as she is. She has a longer uh, path to reach her potential that many of these other characters do. And she's just just not figuring it out. Right. And not to mention the fact that like once uh, she gets back to like her like cronies, um, you just have Mugetti and just having her people heal her, teach her about her enemy. Like, okay, what am I missing? All right, teach me. Just like a Gundam pilot for like, you know, my like more nerdy friends. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting. I thought. Yeah. So, yeah. And then after Megan leaves, she tries to plead with the other two girls to show like, you know, about her, you know, yeah. uh, her cause. And they're right. like, no, you can't even channel anymore. You're pretty much like, you're still like, you're nothing anymore. Uh, yeah, it was too late. Too little, too late. I think what we're gonna see is that she's going to fall in line somewhere at some point in time with Elaine. Okay, interesting. Hmm. I like that. I think if anybody would be Elaine, that will like. Well, I can see how your weaves flow, and I can see where this, how the shielding is put together, and let me, let me piece this out. Let me work this out. Let me, let me undo it because we're gonna create some type of an alliance here. Mm-hmm. I see Egwene getting pushed to Amerlin. I see Nynaeve learning to overcome her block through the kung fu skills of the chick in the menagerie. And I have nothing to base that on other than that would be cool. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Shoulder shrug. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, he didn't even say uh, sure. like, sure. sure. He sure. just said, I don't know. Apparently mm-hmm. I'm way off. Yeah. yeah. If it makes you feel any better, I actually like started to tell myself I shouldn't say sure. So like if it I would have been saying sure about every sentence you said. I'd be like, sure, sure. Like Alan, I, need to, sure. I need I need to focus on this. I'd be like, sure, sure, oh, sure, sure. In Alan's spreadsheet by by this book, he was like, I need to stop saying sure and start saying I don't know. Oh yeah. <laughs> I taught myself to only say sure in in the Discord <laughs> or let me know. You can't just say read it and find out. That might be tough. Yeah, no, like literally, that would be make for a tarot podcast. Yeah, so Leandra got the smackdown, uh, but I'm I'm of the camp that she got what she deserved. Just poor decision making. Uh, she thought she had more power individually, and she thought she had more influence with the group, and she was wrong about both. So we we end this chapter with McGetty and then turning to the other two and saying, you know, as a menagerie, menagerie they're in, uh, go ahead and try to find every single one that's, you know, uh, and we'll, we'll find them that way. So anyway. they're not going to be searching through through any of the traveling circuses, which I can't be that many of them. So doesn't matter because our menagerie folk have already decided that perhaps they should leave the menagerie. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. So who, who wins out, which happens first? Exactly. Read it, read it <laughs> what a good question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm having fun. And that's how we end with uh actually with Leandrin screaming, but yeah. Um oh man. Uh also my last question for you guys that is just general for these chapters. Do you think that Rand accepting going like uh 
I want this spear point as my scepter. Do you think it has anything to do with his madness, or do you think he's just like rolling with the punches? Yeah. So, the only reason I ask that because he's had previous things where like things have come up for him. He's just been like, no. <laughs> so like, I'm just wondering like, where do you personally draw the line? Do, do you got to answer, Chris? I kind of feel like I should let you go first. I've been dominating. I feel like this no, 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 question has never actually been answered, and like, I think it's I think it's fun. You're 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 fine. So like, when it comes to him using this as a scepter, I think it because it's part of that shift in in ideology. Where he realizes the softness that he gave the Shan Chen may come back to bite him. And that spear is going to be the reminder. And then I also think that the spear may also come up in the future with the Shan Chen when they see that, okay, he has this for some reason and maybe it has a connection to an important general or maybe this, you know, priestess or maybe the royal person has you know a greater stake in things so maybe that will have a tie there so that's kind of where my mind was with that and then i just want to bring up the point um, that you made earlier ian about people in power thinking that they're greater than what they are we now have two (laughs) former Aes Sedai who were kicked out of their their high places and now they're really being put into their proper place, which goes to show that the, the towers have been broken for a very long time. And their power has been weak. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. It. Yeah. And what's really funny is about that, like, it's fun to see, like, oh, yeah, their powers are weak. Whatever. It's like, yeah, but, like, I'm doing Boy Scout shit. And, like, those troops are, like, doing something. <laughs> yeah. It's like a whole thing where it's like, yeah, we just really love you guys and we're just pretending to care. We're Troop 48. And I'm like, it's my job to go through and be like, do you actually care about this? Or are you just claiming numbers? And so I actually have, in the last um, two months, I actually have completely condensed a lot of uh, um, unit data so that they want things that were basically what we'd call unit data nerd things rather than just like hey it's so and so it's so and so that come but yeah 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 i just like hard well sorry alan no so like (laughs) you're in that ramble there's a little bit of like actual truth to what's going on or what was going on in the white tower like we knew they were desperate might not be the word for numbers, but we knew it was hard. They were to desperate numbers. for numbers. Yes. So they were bringing people in that, yeah, they could kind of channel, but were they, they clearly were not ice dive what ice dive were in the past. Like over time, it's become watered down. So that yeah. might be some to your point. So to answer your question, um, as far as Rand just accepting what's thrown at him, I don't know what his rationale is, but looking at the big picture, I think it's awesome and I think it's necessary for Rand to be able to take whatever's thrown at him and to be able to roll with it because in the grand scheme of things, if, if Rand is the one, if Rand is the one. Otherwise, I'd just be tickling with you for like, you know, a response. (laughs) So like, you're like, God damn it, I already did this. But if Rand's the, if Rand's the one, he has to realize kind of like how Neo realized in the Matrix. Like at some point, if, if I have, if I have supreme control on everything that's happening around me, it doesn't matter what you throw at me. I will either turn it into a shield, a weapon, or a fucking joke. And 
I don't think Rand's there yet right. mentally, but I'd like to see the transition, like as he gets to that. Like, yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, I, I want to wanna... see. I want yeah. somebody to shoot Balefire at Rand and him absorb it like Yoda does, mm-hmm. and then shoot the he fucking just, ball like, back at him. He like draws his like, hand back out. and goes, "Um, no," and just throws lightning. Right, and have ultimate control <laughs> over that. Just so his ass. Yeah. Let's not even yeah. talk about the lightsaber fight with Doku. Let's be honest. I if mean, you were I if mean, you were in like, theaters on opening night, everybody yeah, yeah. shit there. Also, also <laughs> fucking like, amazing. Luckily for me, like in the like literally five years right after that, I actually took a fencing class that like was taught by a guy who was like a bronze medalist fencist at, at um, University of South Carolina, and it was it was fucking awesome, and I had a, a blast. However, it just basically taught me that like. Every like high fantasy double, there's just a lot of bullshit that's just snuck in, and like they don't know how to fence. It's like, all right, cool. So we're just gonna move on from that, which is basically mean like wheel of time, which is like, yeah, 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 lots of fans. We'll get there. Yeah, yeah. Wait, so people that fence are fences, just like people who play the piano or pianist. Fencers is officially the thing, but it's so uncommon that like yeah. it doesn't matter because mostly the people who fence are the people who are just dumping whatever on. Well, just so y'all know, Alan is a pianist. <laughs> oh, and here's the thing: I actually knew he was at least um, a pianist. very, very, very talented um, producer. In the fact that like having multiple things wasn't going to fuck him over. So, well, I guess uh, going to wrap everything up. Thank you, David, so much for coming on. Uh, this has been fun. Um, this has been good yes. chapters. This is the do. most fun I've had in, in weeks. Yeah, it's been good times. Um, so, favorite characters? Let me go first. Mogadine. Uh, yeah. Not nice. Avienda. Nope. After all that, after nope. the igloo sex. Nope. Mogadine. She's oh, the fact uh, that she's that, watching. That made an impact, ladies and gents. She's watching who she wants to watch, but maybe it was just total setup so she could get the watchers watching the watcher. Like she, mm, she, was, mm. she was, she was many moves ahead. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you have I to. Just I well. agree, but I'm just surprised. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What you, Chris? I would have to agree with you on the the Mogadim being, you know. Oh wow, baller, but. But 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 that's fair. I like your butts. I like yours too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Chris has to acknowledge like how easy it was for her to just manhandle naive when she got the drop on her. And what does that mean for if you don't? I mm. think the I mean, yeah, but I think that the the other person who I really again, Avienda definitely surprised me with her mastery and control of the power to be able to take on two trained and, and it, it, mind you she got the jump on them so there's that like the confidence the, attack, but the confidence was there and no the skill doubt. was there and it, it just makes me feel so much better about the fact that she is the one they're protecting rand and you know out of the three sister wives like she definitely is willing and able to, to do what needs to be done okay. that's a great pick there you go. Yeah, that would that would have been a tied for first for me. I wouldn't even say a second for tied for first. Actually, yeah. I'm like a for decent question reasons. in case I came up, but yeah, it wasn't even relevant. Yeah. So next time we'll be doing three chapters again: 35, 36, 37, and the chapter titles are "Ripped Away," "A New Name," and "Performances in Samara." I actually have one last thing to say before we close out. 
Sure. Actually, two last things. One is just, I love you guys. You guys have been the best podcast I've encountered, regardless of medium. So there's a reason I'm at the level of, you know, patron that I am. And uh, I just hope you guys just, you know, don't quit. You have the, you have the audience. Don't my life is okay. so boring. That's this like is the all I have. <laughs> so, I love you guys. Love you guys. It, bro. You guys yeah. are the best. <laughs> Thank you so much. Well, how you can found is at the Will Reads on uh, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, all those great places. You can also find us um, uh, by emailing us at thewheelreads at gmail.com or go to website at www.thewheelreads.com. Um, find all sorts of links to fun stuff like merchandise, our Discord server, which is awesome, and our Patreon uh, to help support us. So buy merch, become a patron, all good things. Um, and just listen to us because we do love all of our listeners. So uh, keep it up. And that's all I got, guys. Until next time. Hey, love you. Okay, bye. I hope you enjoyed the show and thank you for listening to The Wheel Reads. See y'all next time. Welcome to The Wheel Reads, a Wheel of Time podcast. Your hosts are Alan, Chris, and Ian. This podcast is safe for first-time readers with no spoilers. This week, we'll be covering chapters 35, 36, and 37 of The Fires of Heaven, Ripped Away, A New Name, and Performances in Samara. Enjoy! Enjoy!